0: We haven't got a lot of time. I want to ask you one last favor. There's not much left that I can do, kid. Yes, there is, Rocky. Perhaps more than you could do under any other circumstances. If you have the courage for it, and I know you have. Me walking in there? That's not going to take much. I know that, Rocky. Am I sitting in a barber chair? They're going to ask me, if got anything to say? And I say, sure. My hair could haircut, a shaving, a massage. One of those nice new electrical massages. But you're not afraid, Rocky? No, they'd like me to be, wouldn't they? I'm afraid I can't oblige you, kid. No, Jerry. I think in order to be afraid, you gotta have a heart. I Don't think I got one. I had that cut out of me a long time ago.
1: And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian, and I'm Liam.
2: I'm Ellie. And
1: I'm Georgia. You kind of forget? Like, you were with us for a minute there? Or? No. Oh, you might have a bit of lag. This could be I fun. All right. A lag,
2: yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's all right. Wonderful. I'm so
3: glad. <laughs> here we go. It was like a five-second wait.
1: <laughs> On that note, um, welcome, everybody. Hopefully, you're not five seconds too late, because no. you're in the right spot today. We have gathered here today to talk movies. Movies. Imagine that. Well, one specific movie, as the case uh-huh. would be today. Yes.
4: Not angels with Filthy Souls. Not
1: Filthy Souls, although someone <laughs> will talk about it. Someone did go, oh, I didn't know it was a real movie. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> it's inspired by. Inspired by. So uh, that might be an interesting question at the end, was how, yeah. much, d- how much of the fingerprints did you actually see? Um, so let's just do what we usually do. Let's start off by uh, talking about where we're charting. Ooh. It's always a fun conversation. I love this. In the United States. Just above that, America's hat, Canada. Yay! Yay.
0: America's hat.
1: (laughs) Canada, oh Canada. Not the national anthem. We really love you, Canada. That's a Christmas tree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My my interpretation.
1: Um, I I can only imagine what you'll interpret with this. Australia. G'day, sport. That's a little bit better. Uh, We were number 39 in the United Kingdom this week. Number 39, top 40. What's the highest we've charted in England before? Higher than that, but not by much. I like, guess that's, wow. that's, that's really quite nice. I'm quite yeah. happy about that. I think
3: we have a better accolade from Great Britain this week.
1: Yeah. Do we? Well, what's, what's, what's the better accolade from Great Britain this week?
3: Film podcast of the week.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to get there. Ooh. Oh, there we go. So, and we are in Switzerland, top 30. Hey. So that's, yeah. Thank you, Swiss. So, no, no... Still leaving the light on for Sierra Leone. No. Hoping they'll come home. Come on, Sierra Leone. We miss you. So uh, just to kind of, idea, it's, it's lovely to sort of be involved in the, um, in the great circle of the podcasting community. And I've done this for a while. I came across a podcast this week. I loved it. Hey. So I'm going to talk about it for 50 seconds if I could. Go for it. It's called 50 Years of Music Podcast. Oh, man. And their tagline is 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Hey, that's good. And a, I like it because it makes me feel young. (laughs) Because (laughs) they they are in their fifties, and I'm like, hey, here we go. (laughs) Secondly, um, they take so every episode they just take a year.
4: Oh no! So they'll do like
1: 1995, and they'll go let's and 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 they play the Grammy winner and they play the song that charted at the top, and then they each get to pick a song from 95. They just sort of talk their way through it, as well as like major news events and stuff like that. It's a really interesting listen. So if you're up for that, Fifty Years of Music, it's called. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have subscribed. I'm, I'm going to look up. Yeah, just a thought. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I'm going to look up. We, as Ellie said, we are Film Stories British Film Podcast of the Week. Woo! Hey, hey we were lucky enough to How be chosen cool? for that, for talking the Mickey, very early on. Oh, For talking cool. the Mickey. Oh, <clears throat> ridiculously early on. And uh, we got hit up to see if we It's the first time they've ever done, like... Um, a second podcast by the same group, group, group of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, really nice. quite. Yeah, it's really quite. And uh, Em, who wrote the article, so that we, we only launched those two podcasts thirteen days apart. I had no idea the I had no idea that was the stat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was podcast. It was podcast. It was it was locked down, and we were bored. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we we now, thought
4: we'd have three listeners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> knew. I want to thank those three people for downloading it over and over and over again. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, on that note, we are here in lockdown three. Three. Lockdown mm. with a vengeance in it yep nah lockdown infinity war i hope not Mm. jeez as far as the third of movie franchises infinity war makes it sound like it's never ending which kind of feels like it that way. what's the third matrix revolutions or or the third (laughs) hunger game as we discovered on the mickey podcast is uh lockdown i heard
3: there is no third matrix
1: lockdown chasing fire (laughs) is that what it's called Catching fire okay. catching fire catching fire,
2: catch fire. so
1: because of the revolutions we now catching fire and we're in an infinity war with a vengeance ooh i like that uh, don't like the idea of a lockdown being like that but yeah no. so um that is that really i mean ooh. yeah so uh I, I we're very thankful though so film stories for oh, for uh, again for for featuring us for giving us a platform for appreciating i said last week it's really really great when 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 your peers kind of um uh, acknowledge you and go. Yeah, this is actually really, really um, enjoyable. I suppose. Yeah. I, I, so we, we were we were electric and eclectic. I think was hey. was a nice catchphrase from that. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. As someone who appreciates good 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 writing, I went. Hey, well well yeah. done. That's very nice. We're so eclectic. We're very, I mean, I mean, it's lovely to be named. It's, it's humbling. It's all those sorts of things. It and is. so, um, if you're not already, follow the Film Stories Twitter. I think it's just at Film Stories, but we've retweeted out the link so you can follow it from there. They do some good work in general. So, definitely worth supporting. Another one of those things where if we don't support it, it goes away. So, yeah. let's make um, sure give that Give Emma
3: can, a listen as well. She's give, lovely.
1: Oh, Emma, Emma, I've never, it's a shame I've never brought up Verbal Diorama on this podcast. <laughs> no, Emma's great. Emma's great and does, does a great job. And she just did actually an episode. I was going to mention on Talking to Mickey, just did a great one on Coco that i just got finished listening to and oh, cool. uh yeah really really cool stuff and actually has a friend of hers who's mexican-american on to talk about the importance of coco to the mexican community that was really interesting to actually have a chat with that and have someone who can identify yeah, nice. with it on a personal level so yeah. absolutely so i'm gonna hit hope i'm now gonna hit the right button we'll see Ooh. here we go it's this a I, think I, I have to confess <coughs> we think we made. We know we made. <laughs> uh, what was... Oh, no, hang on. Not even oh, that. Oh, ooh, I'm going to go on this. Oh. Well, let's deal with the one first. Okay. Uh, so, uh, we, yeah. so we released The Resties, which is doing really well. Oh, yeah. Cool. It turns out people like to hear us hating on films. Like the besties did well, but the resties yeah. are doing really well. So people like to hear about us complain more than they like to hear us praise.
4: Of course. We're brief. I guess,
1: <laughs> some of us. Oh, <laughs> well, I am. I am, but well, I'm not. I'm, like, I'm, I'm hybrid. When you are hybrid. You yeah. are
2: when you want to be yeah. and not when you don't want to be. Absolutely. Like, you, you use like it for
1: Greg <laughs> I am Greg Rosetsky, that's right. Or Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Canadian by birth, but British when it fits me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so we left a little bit of behind-the-scenes footage in our resties, and you know what? Yeah. A little, a little, a little blooper for 2021. Then yeah. there's the resties <laughs> of us. If there was, was ever an episode to do that on, that was it. Absolutely. And the, the the messages I got back from people were generally quite understanding. Actually, people were like, "I really didn't mind it at all. It was quite fun to hear you guys sort of <laughs> off mic." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Yeah, thank you. When, when Ethan first told me, I went, "Oh no, what happened?" <laughs> uh, you didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> what I said, did you say? I said, <laughs> "What did I say?" Because yeah. you don't know. No, you know, we'd had a review. God knows if you start going, what? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> could be one of those times. It's a so. good
3: review,
1: isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a good yeah. review. <laughs> 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 if it wasn't on oh, my word, so Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. But on that note, uh, I got to do this again. Ooh.
0: There's a mistake. <laughs>
1: And I should once again I thank like uh, Lex Vanderberg uh, for for allowing us to use that little jingle from yeah, uh, Lucky you. Dog's Mistake. He's been qu- he's really quite kind about it, and he's in a new band. And we'll get some information on that pumped into the show notes or something, where you can go follow his new music as it's being made. Um, but the second one is, I did some research. Ooh, it's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. Ooh. and I know this because I heard her refer to herself as "Hi, on am Gal Gadot." Oh, yeah. Awkward yeah. on my part.
4: We, we apologize.
1: So, we apologize to Gal Gadot. It just seems like it should be Godot, doesn't it? it? Doesn't it? Yeah. But it is her name. I mean, I can't well, say her name. It's, not, not. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. I didn't connect Gadot's correctly. And so, <laughs> 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 you know it. And so yes. if you
3: can see the eye rolls from me in oh, Georgia wow. right now, it's, my goodness. It's
1: great. Who has more fun than us, Leah? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And so, yeah, so we made a couple of mistakes, but you know what? We are human. And to we err are. is human and to forgive divine. So, thank you very much for coming back. Yeah, thank you. So, um... So we've got some people actually who had some comments on the resties, if I may. It's part of mm-hmm. our shout It's A bit of an elongated one, but let's go for it. Uh, Griff from Paul and Griff. Didn't mind at all. Hey, uh, Dwayne Smith thought he had access to a backstage pass. Hey. Cool. So that would be friend Dwayne of the Smith! podcast. Dwayne Smith, <laughs> yes. My bad. Uh, Andrew Aschewski said he just wanted us to get on with it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think he meant it in a positive light, but I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, and then we've got some results in. The results for worst film ever. Oh, please are in don't let it be the crow well it's my favorite romantic comedy let's find out <laughs> here we are so in fourth place the film that people went what you talking about <laughs> willis rocky is not the worst film ever <sighs> what 13 yes only 13.6 percent oh. of people voted for rocky yeah.
3: okay so but at least better than the um percentage that voted for the besties
1: Oh, it's just a, it was a more competitive. It was definitely a more competitive field. People definitely it was yeah. spread around a little bit. In third place, not the worst film ever is The Crow. Woo! With eighteen point two percent only. That's all right. I'm good with that. So um, that leaves only. I'll do it in alphabetical order here. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. And something like it. Hot.
4: I think I know where it's going.
1: And the worst film ever. Well, worst film of, of, that we reviewed last year is Some Like It Hot. No! (laughs) So Some Like It Hot is our resty for worst film we reviewed in 2020, matching The Dark Knight as our best film that we did. Mm. Uh, 36.4 and 31.8. Some Like It Hot stormed off to a lead, and then Budapest was clawing. I think if it ran for two more days, it might have caught it. But I'm still going to say, I think some people just voted for it as the one they didn't know. Yeah. And they went, I don't want to vote for one of these other three films. I'll vote for the one I don't know. You called that, though. I did. But, yeah. And there some people who responded. Or like
2: me, they have seen it, and they're like, no. No, I'm totally sure it.
1: some people didn't like it. I'm sure that's the case. But I think for some, some people. Some might like it hot, though. Some might like it hot. <laughs> Apparently not a left liked it hot. <laughs> they didn't say all like it hot. They just said some like it hot. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith. <laughs> called it a masterpiece and really was going, what's Liam on about? So, to him, it's the anti-Moulin Rouge. Yeah, well, there we are. There we are. I'm sorry. Uh, It's a musical podcast. It's something like it hot has not aged well. They had to watch it over the summer and they fell asleep.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And and they do musicals. So, to be fair, it hasn't aged well. I Um, think it has. I don't think it has. Um, But Marilyn is what saved me and Tony Curtis.
1: Okay. And I could go oh, into a whole like extra yeah. diatribe, but we, we, we'll spend the whole time talking about something like it hot and not about the film we we're talking about yeah, today. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, some shout outs. Dwayne Smith loved the Resties. Very funny. He said he felt a bit sorry for Ellie. Oh. D- I don't know what that's about. Oh. Is the bit where he said we, we, we called you copy and paste Ellie? I don't know. Oh, that was oh, funny. The
3: Resties or the Resties? Sorry. The Resties. To be fair, you did call me copy and paste Ellie a lot in the Resties, even yeah. though I wasn't copying and pasting in that
1: one. Well, yeah. I've we, we, we t- seen two and went, I know what this is. This is the new Moulin Rouge. This, it is, is, yeah. this is Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Star Wars
3: did not come up anywhere
1: near No, was no. Not- I, was just, I was just sort of go- I think it was cause, especially because I kind of made that joke of, what are you going to do? Are you going to pick Star Wars for a set design? Yeah. You did. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> On that note, uh, Ethan responded by saying, I felt pain every time I heard one of Ellie's choices in the Resties. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Is that ethan yeah that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. ethan
1: but you did you did Sorry. to be you did to be fair kind of like attack his favorite films of all time yeah exactly so what, star wars yes yeah i think was
3: only like three times come on back to
1: Dwayne smith uh said that he got to peek behind the scenes and managed to feature in the bloopers reel twice excellent guys i very much enjoyed it uh, no Carlo gave us a big yay for, for best film ever for being the British film podcast of the week Action B-rated podcast said it, we truly deserved it and Russell Osborne said he thoroughly recommends us instead to us regarding the uh, Wonder Woman said he enjoyed this episode guys although you're incapable of producing bad content I'll say it's funny you say that right Aww. before I make the mistake <laughs> on the rest of these thank you uh, someone should do a new compilation of all of Ian's loud sighs following a plot hole or stupid moment <laughs> <laughs> if someone That's wants true. to jump on that they can go ahead I am not listening to them all to find that out oh. uh, Nathan, can you said, do that please he said there were many in this uh, I do he does he like Wonder Woman but totally agrees with all of our comments and thought you were totally spot on with everything you said and totally justified in bringing them up yeah I think arguably so yeah uh, it's a musical podcast and it was so cool saying one of his fav- one of their favorite podcasts get the praise it deserves and left us a review saying one of the things I've missed most during 2020 and lockdown is debating movies with my friends. Specifically, what is the best film ever? That's where BFE Podcast comes in. Not only does it fill a massive void in my life, but it helps fuel my knowledge for our next pub debate. The show is amazing. And even if I disagree, sometimes I always come back for more. And so will you. Oh.
0: Oh, why, is there, really
1: nice. why is there a massive void in your life? Unless it's just... I hope it's just the getting out and talking movies with friends. I hope that's the void yeah. he's talking about. Um so. Spy Hards said... Uh, Spy Hards, who won, like... Were, there, was a, there was a Twitter thing, that the, the Twit Pods or something they were called. Okay. It was like a Twitter podcast award thing. And they yeah. won... They won um Film Cinema Podcast of the Year. Well done, guys. Friends of our spy hearts. Yeah, yeah really right them. And said about us, the team gives you a weekly roundtable of all your favorite films. You name it, they've covered it, or they soon will. Yes, <laughs> we'll get to Shawshank at some point, I promise. We will, we will. Uh, not only are they in sight... <laughs>
3: soon, but we definitely will. We'll get to it, yeah.
1: Not only are they insightful, but funny to boot, as opposed to a boot. Uh, easy on the ear, and a must-listen for me, they live up to their name. Uh, it oh. goes down in the PM, so they enjoyed the resties, even though they thought we were going to slam Wonder Woman 84 in it. And I said, it's not the films that came out in 2020, no. it's the films we review. But they said, even so Bill, love the, love the episode. I'm like, oh, that's very nice. Oh. Andrew uh says they absolutely appreciated it, and this meant to be an all a sense of fun, but when I realized it was happening, this popped into my head, oh, this is the get-on-with-it thing. Ethan said he had him own a moment of déjà vu and thought he was recording with us for a second. I guess because he heard himself on the <laughs> bloopers.
0: <laughs>
1: Effing nerd says I question some of your choices on the resties. Ooh. Sorry, I don't think he's. T- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're
1: already talking Liam a bit too. I mean, I, those sound like you fighting did, words. You you, you you did pick some some of like the. I do cinema, the cinephiles things, and that's uh, what the podcast well, is, is. What it is, we're, were two know, different.
4: Exactly, we're all
1: different perspectives on these things. Yeah. Paul and Griff said thanks for including us, even though we offended people with our Moulin Rouge nomination. Most you appreciated.
3: Really did Griff? He said. God.
1: He said, uh, "Wasn't expecting to be called a fucker on a podcast." (laughs) Shouldn't
3: really say that. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I believe your exact words were, "Griff, you're a fucker." (laughs) Uh, He says he's going to tick that off his bucket list. Oh, Uh, nice! Couldn't believe Scream. Sorry,
3: Griff, I love you. He couldn't believe
1: Scream got as many mentions as it did. Uh, and said they're going to do Clockwork Orange which I'm really excited about I'll be checking that Hmm. one out and so that not enough people know about us Debbie says Ellie we need to talk and this is about the American president I told you you did we've
3: had a talk it's fine and thought
1: thought that our Wonder Woman episode should be renamed Ian's rant on Wonder Woman I don't think I was alone I I think I should be leaving the charge but I wasn't alone uh, Lestat says it's time to hey. make some beer again, and we were the sh- we were the uh the, the the soundtrack to his mashup beer things, and says so he's going to send you with some for me. Oh, Ooh, yeah? nice! So I'm looking forward to that. So now it's, it's officially it's been, been recorded. Now it has, yeah. So we definitely have to get some. Uh, insert coin to continue. Uh, loves the show and the job we do. They're a dedicated listener and they want us to do Ready Player One, which doesn't qualify. Ooh, that's, awkward. That's another Lestat phrase? No, I looked. It's in the seventies. Uh, Owen Young new listener Owen Young hey. who uh, sent us some feedback and I said do you mind if I share this and he went oh if that's the case do you want like something I can write more and I went yeah go ahead Yeah, nice." so Owen Young said uh, I listened for the first time after a recommendation on Twitter and wasn't disappointed great chemistry from the, uh, from the host that instantly make you feel like you've known them for years Oh, that's nice that's nice uh, listener of the podcast Sammy Least we were one of her favorite podcasts and as did Spy Hards, which we talked about in yeah. the review and Alex from Main Street Finance just on a slight fantasy football note <laughs> was very tastefully celebrated this win. I mean, though, with all the sincerity, he really did. And so he would like to come back. Hey. Yeah, of course, he'll come back to defend yeah, his title. Definitely. So that is mm. our introduction. We are ready now to talk about Angels with Dirty Faces. Yeah. You're the only one, Liam, I think, who'd seen this before. I think I'm I safe have. in assuming that Georgia, Ellie, and myself had not seen this.
4: It's no. been many, many years since I've this seen it. This has
1: instantly become the oldest film we've reviewed on this podcast by about 20 years. And probably will be the oldest. What is it, 38, 39?
2: 38, I think. 38? 38,
1: yeah. Yeah. But considering
3: George's views on Some Like It Hot, I'm really interested to see what her views are today.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Liam, why did you (laughs) pick
4: this? Okay, I watched this film. I caught it one afternoon when I was a really young kid and it really struck a chord with me. I I don't like black and white movies, really. Um, But this one just really grabbed me and the ending was so good and the story is so good and it's crying out to be remade today. So anybody out there, director-wise, get hold of Angels with Dirty Faces and make a new version. It'll be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, we can talk about it at the end, like like what, what what has to happen or are we past it or whatever the deal is. But yeah, Angels with Dirty Faces as a reboot. Everything else is getting redone. Yeah, well, it's such a good story. Yeah, let's talk about it at the end. Let's make sure we, we, we save some time for that, okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's do some context, and we'll jump into the film, okay? Let's do it. So, directed by Michael Curtis for Warner Brothers. The screenplay was written by John Wexley and Warren Duff, based on the story by Roland Brown. Uh, he wrote the scenario for Angels and Dirty Faces in August of 1937. He was already known in Hollywood and directing a number of crime films in the early 1930s. Uh, he was keen to direct a vehicle starring the dead-end kids, who we'll talk about a bit when they show up on screen. Yep. Uh, who. Um, And so then when they couldn't get the fee for this scenario, he began pitching it to other studios and eventually made a deal with Grand National Pictures who wanted James Cagney to star in the lead role.
4: What do you mean? Why do you say?
1: By the end of 1935, uh, Cagney... was realized that Warner brothers were only interested in paying him just a very little amount uh, from his work. So he walked away until a better arrangement with Warner could be made and then filed a lawsuit to rectify these inequalities, at which point he goes and works for grand national pictures, which was a small studio compared to Warner brothers, Warner brothers who's still around yeah, yeah. and grand national who aren't so grand and aren't so national anymore. Yeah. Uh, At this time he was offered the role of Rocky Sullivan, but for GNP pictures. Cagney had already made some stuff for that studio, and he was afraid he'd be typecast in tough guy roles, Um, so he uh, turned down the role and opted to star in something else, and then um, ended up switching the grand national pictures, comes to bankruptcy in 1939, and Cagney then returns to Warner the same year. And uh, it didn't instantly go into bankruptcy. It's obviously bleeding out for a bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they start making the film in June 1938. Back at Warner, so Warner and Cagney make up, and now they start making the film. Cool. Um, and that's basically it. Is that when he goes back, he takes the film with him. So the actor takes the film with him back to the studio.
4: Oh, so he he, he liked the story too.
1: Yeah. So he was kind of like in in. Like he somehow he was like locked into the yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. So they could make whether it was the fact they got it for, for, for pennies and the dollar because of a bankruptcy or whatever yeah, yeah, the situation yeah. is, he takes it with him the uh, other nice. way around. Uh, they did some rewrites, uh, but as the deal with many of those pictures back in the day, a lot of it is worked through ad-lib and rehearsal and yeah, a little bit yeah, less yeah. through yeah. script, which I think you could feel. There was a little bit of yeah, a... You could, yeah, yeah. 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 And so um, it started in June, only finished in August... So, like, it was a really quick turnaround. Wow. And even then, it was a week behind schedule, only because it took forever to shoot Rocky's gunfight and his execution. Oh, okay. And that's the reason why... So that's, that's basically the context for the, for the movie. Yeah. Um, what were people... So you were like that. I was... Cautiously optimistic oh, okay. about this. I remember telling you I want to like this. Yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. I like this. Yeah. Uh, Georgia and then Ellie, what did you guys think about having to not having to see this film, but the fact that we we well, we had to see it. We're recording on yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. the fact that the, the film was on today's docket. What was your sort of feeling going into it, uh, Georgia?
2: Um, I was pretty pretty neutral on it. Wasn't really expecting to love it but wasn't expecting to hate it either um i've seen snippets of old black and white like gangster films before but never sat and watched one all the way through so i kind of knew what to expect but not hadn't ever sat through one all the way so i was kind of a bit cautious but yeah i didn't hate it so okay and ellie um i think it's really really difficult to review films
3: from such a long time ago in comparison to the ones that we do in modern day and like how do you kind of how do you compare them? Because obviously the, we've got a lot more technology in modern days to be able to do more exciting things. And I think when we watched Some Like It Hot, it was quite evident that we weren't the audience of the time. And yeah, it's really tricky. So I wasn't expecting to love it. Um, but interested to see it all the same because I haven't I haven't really seen very many old movies at
0: all.
1: No. no I mean, the only thing we've seen pre-1977 yeah, that Star Wars Rocky time is around yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. It's some like it hot in fifty nine and this in thirty nine? Yeah, so yeah. it's really yeah, interesting. I've, uh, I've seen I have
3: gone with the wind before. That's probably the oldest thing that I've seen. Yeah, like I've seen Mutiny on the, the Bounty,
1: the and I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, as far as and then you know like like Ten Commandments and stuff like that. But you know my my classic classic cinema is is somewhat wanting. You know most yeah. films that I see are from the late 70s onwards. Yeah. I've got very I've, little experience before that. Yeah.
3: I've just Googled and Gone With The Wind was a year after this.
1: Yeah. Wow. So. But
3: wow. I think yeah, Mutiny yeah. On the wow ba- indeed. I think
1: Mutiny on the Bounty and Quiet on the Western Front might predate 55? this. What? Mutiny?
4: Well, it's I, two of them. I don't,
1: mm, yeah. But Quiet on the Western Front, I'm sure, is a 30s film.
4: Nah. Really? It's later than that. Okay. Early 50s. Really? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Marlon Brando, yeah.
1: Oh, was a brand. It might be Brando, yeah. I think I see his face yeah, in the poster yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, fair enough.
4: I'm thinking like fifty, two, three—that sort of uh, age. I don't know.
1: But yeah, so I think yeah. I think as a group, we're saying that our our experience with, yeah. with old classic cinemas, not that not that great. No. Nor do I think a lot of people are covering it. You know, no, what I mean, like I no one talks about no it. They like don't. in in a world now where everything is reboots, recycle, yeah. we don't go. We'll talk about this at the end. But we don't. We, we don't go back this far.
4: No. No. So that's nice to just uh, delve into that.
1: It was yeah, absolutely. You know? So uh the movie starts and we have some old school credits and music, which I, I kind of appreciated. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad thing. not every film I watch has this. Yeah. <laughs> but like when we see it it's usually with the disney podcast and we see it that same sort of style but yeah. to see it for, see it for like a proper like not pro- animation is a totally worthwhile medium don't be me wrong 100 on that but to see it in a live action film was was quite surprising yeah. yeah
3: it's got quite a nostalgic feel to it hasn't it even though it's not something that we're hugely familiar with from that era it just it feels like a kind of nice little yeah. old-timey sofa film doesn't it
4: old style
1: hollywood yeah yeah, very also Hollywood. Yeah. And we open up to New York City, I think. It's a city, isn't I, I, it? I think it's New York. Yeah, that. it's
2: Hell's... It's New York. It's Hell's... Oh, is it Hell's, Hell's, Hell's Kitchen? Kitchen?
1: Okay, there okay, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that opening shot of the neighbourhood... And I've just got my notes. Look at the number of extras we're yeah. talking about here. Mm. Like, there's hundreds of people in that opening shot. And you got to remember, did that.
2: anyone else's brain go to COVID when they saw that? No, because I think like over the last year, my brain has been con- conditioned that large groups of people are bad. I
1: think the black and white and helped I with that. I can't like not yeah. see that. No, now. it's totally fair because I I see scenarios in TV shows and films, and I think COVID, 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 COVID. Yeah, but maybe the black and white and the, and the different costumes help me separate that from my brain.
3: I didn't think it when I saw the overall street view on this bit, but there was one moment in this film where someone got really close to someone's face to say something, and I was like, oh, "Oh, shouldn't do
4: that. And when you think (laughs) how old this film is, this opening shot is amazing.
1: Yeah. This
4: sweeping long shot. It's it's
1: a long shot, and you notice that, yeah. Yeah. It's like a crane shot. It comes down from looking at a window down over the town, and then it swoops back down to where um i think some guy is selling some wares out of one specific stall yeah and it's an exciting time in america because you've got uh like we still have horse and buggies but we also have cars yeah and the fact that it's such an exciting time of you know there's radio for the first time and there's all these sort of new things like you know yeah my my phone can play music but i had something before that could play music that's not a, a world changer in no. that regard so it's, it's such an exciting time georgia
2: I really liked the first and second shot because we get a first shot like this with the two horses going past each other on the street and then a little bit later on when they're all grown up, it's two cars passing each other on the same street.
1: That's it's true. It's the same
2: shot, but it's got cars. And it is later, the same is really shot.
1: Nice. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Which right. I, At first I was like, is this lazy? I'm like, well, not, not if you're doing a time jump. That's okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it.
1: And so we meet Rocky Sullivan and we meet Laurie Martin. And uh, Rocky and... Um, Oh, what's his name? Father, uh, Jerome, Jerry, 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 Jerry. So Jerry and Rocky are like, if the Newsies went bad, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like this is like cynical newsies where they're not all like buy me last paint mister and like oh, yes. oh i've just picked by. like this is like 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 if the kids were like just bad versions of the newsies like
3: that is exactly
1: what it is e, and you yeah. just hit it on the right on the head. exactly oh, wow. and so yeah. um there's lots of threats of violence but for rocky towards Lori. now yeah. different time different time yeah, 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 but yeah. she's she's flanked by these two friends but she's clearly the most important one because she you know she's she, her costume is a little bit different she's clearly the important one and she's like oh it's that rocky she goes oh no well make sure you're up i will and she goes oh
0: my books are loose a little i need to stop here and (laughs) tighten it up which was great you know yeah
1: you got to sort of play the games as you play them and go you know um You can't just go, oh, I like him. No. Especially not in that time. No. So you have this little sort of moment, uh, and then there's a wipe. This film loved a wipe, wipe. and it loved to dissolve. It did it. Yeah. And we have a section I call train spotting. Um, And they get curious about a train, and they break in, and they're caught by a watchman. And I can tell he's the watchman, because his hat says watchman. It does. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of stuff, that's, and this speaks to our media literacy now as um people who see things enough you know if i haven't seen a film before and if i because you know the, the world of film is still new at this point this would be the first film some people would have seen
4: you've also got to remember we're now coming out of the silent era yep. into the talkies yep. so they would have had all that written on the Things to sure. identify people sure. without talking them.
1: And so, without these sort of like, if, if you're in the middle of, you know, if you're in South Bend, Indiana, or you live in the middle of the country there, you might not necessarily know what a watchman at a train station looks like. So, yeah. you, you really have to signpost it for these people, as opposed yeah. to us. And there's a lot of stuff where they go into a building. Let's make sure we have outside the building on a sign what's happening, and yeah. then we'll go inside. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, there's something called the 180 degree rule, which the film breaks, because it makes you think the policemen are on one side, but they're actually the other side, because they flip the camera around, they which do, you're not, you're not supposed to do this, because no. it confuses, How? wait, where are these police, I don't understand, and I went, oh, you broke the rule, but it's yeah. early days, so of course you yeah, would, of course. I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah, trial and error.
1: And so, the boys make a run for it, and Rocky saves his buddy from being run over by a train, which I felt wasn't brought up again, and I thought it should no, have, because yeah. Rocky saves Jerry.
4: Quite, he did say you saved me quite a few times.
1: Yeah, but we see it once, but it could but have been explicitly yeah, done, right? Yeah, yeah. And they waste no time though. In was it Rocky saves Jerry or is it Jerry who saved Rocky? Because Jerry saved Rocky, that makes doubt. a lot of sense.
0: Uh, yeah, I when
2: th- they were running, I couldn't tell who it was, and then they got Rocky up again, saving so Jerry. Was it Rocky? No. Okay. And
4: I waste- thats the reason he's lagging behind. I think. Okay. Man.
1: oh, yeah, cause he pushes out. him off, he pushes him off, you're yeah, right. He yeah, pushes yeah. him off the the, the the tracks and then he's got a lead on him going around the corner. That's right. but I'm sorry, they had like fifty meters on these cops like I don't care how long you fall down <laughs> for like you're clearly faster than those two guys are absolutely. They try and climb the fence. Jerry's faster than Rocky, Rocky's also the second guy there he gets he gets nicked off they go, and then they go into the delinquency center and they're having a conversation and What I didn't get was I guess Jerry was a visitor, yes. Because I didn't get that. I oh, thought he no. got nicked okay. as well. No,
0: no, 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 so to no. So it's about
1: two thirds. Oh, no. Pardon me. We
3: just said,
1: "Oh no." Oh, uh, it's been about two thirds of the way through the scene before I realized that. Oh, he's just visiting.
4: Yeah. No. I like you, like you,
1: you have a thing on the hat that says "Watchman," but you can't have a sash that says "Visitor." <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and so, because uh, I have my notes, turns out Jerry got caught as well, and I'm like oh wait no No, wait wait, no why is jerry there is he visiting we've talked about this and a great line just because you ran faster doesn't mean you should get sent up and 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 rocky takes the hit takes the rap he does and he's like don't be a sucker you know i'll go you take care of yourself and then this film more than anything else in the world it loved let's just have a montage newspaper headlines tell the story yep yeah yeah and so we get but this sets him down a life of crime and before we had the newspaper headlines we had like his like delinquency files as he keeps getting older and older and going through the system it's because you gotta see how famous he's getting you gotta see how he's like
4: becoming like a robin hoodie type person
1: yes and that happens when we start he stops getting arrested and we start getting newspapers instead saying he's yeah exactly found not guilty of this. And he's found not guilty. At first it was alcohol running yeah. and then it was manslaughter. <laughs> and then finally we see some building explode and we're like, Oh, he's not getting away with this. And we cut to, uh, him, um, talking to a lawyer and they're both guilty, but Rocky's going to take the rap. And the deal is you get the hundred grand and you have it waiting for me when I get out. Yeah. And that was cool. There was a really weird, awkward moment when they're filling out the prisoner records though. Was, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if the girls noticed this. Yeah. But they're going like name, date, and then it went nativity and nativity just meant ethnicity. So they would write down if you were if you were black. Yeah. But they oh. they they used, I guess, what would have been the accurate term at that time for that. Yeah. Um it's it's Early it's it's, cinema, it's, it's the be. lesser of the two words yeah. that Don Amici says in Trading Places. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's that's uh that's uncomfortable but again no, I'm, 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 with, no, no, I'm not sitting here going never we should hate this no, film no no, 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 no. it's just it's just where america was at the time not, I think.
3: yeah uh, yeah i think for the time that's just some that's just a word that was used to describe ethnicity oh absolutely it was but i mean not in not with any kind of racist intent but just as you would document that
1: was just on, as so. that was just as things were being classified at that time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and so now we meet fully and properly adult, grown-up Rocky Sullivan, played by James Cagney, Cagney, who I'd never seen. None of these actors had I seen before in anything.
4: Not even Humphrey Bogart?
1: No, not even Humphrey Bogart. Because no. I, I haven't seen a lot of classic cinema. Perry Brian, yeah. So I know of these people, but I've never really seen them in stuff before. So, uh, And James Cagney, although he'd been convinced he would never agree to play the uh, role of a coward being dragged to his execution, he became enthusiastic about portraying Rocky, seeing it as an opportunity to prove his acting range extended beyond tough guy roles. Mm. Did it? No he plays way. the tough guy for everything but the last 15 seconds, yeah. and even that part is done off camera. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You just ruined the ending. <laughs> Might not even have been him. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm like, you play a tough guy like, throughout the whole film. When I was doing my research, I was like, oh, okay, he's going to be like like Shades of Grey the whole time because it's very, you know. Yeah. I didn't go looking for spoilers. I mean, I had some obviously as I as I was researching, but I wasn't. I was like, oh, he's going to play some sort of a some sort of a coward throughout. And then it's like, but the question is, no, you know, does he fold at the end, or is it just for his friend? You don't know. And we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, So in order to play this, Cagney grew on his memories of growing up in the Yorkville section of Manhattan, New York, and his main inspiration was a drug-addicted pimp who stood on the street corner all day, hitching his trousers, twitching his neck, and repeating, what do you hear? What do you say? (laughs) So those mannerisms came back to haunt Cagney, who later wrote in his biography, I did those gestures maybe six times in the picture. That was over 30 years ago, and Impressionists have been doing it to me ever since. Yeah. And his other inspiration was a childhood friend of his, Peter Buta Hessling, who was convicted of murder and executed by electric chair in July of 1927. Wow. The night Buta was executed, Cagney was playing in a Broadway performance and wept after hearing the news of his friend's death. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got my notes. Did we just restart the film? Because it's the same street doing the same thing. But of course, years later, it's the show of a time jump. Yeah. So, and then Take Me to Church. Rocky goes in the church and knows the Latin words to whatever hymn the the, the, the choir is singing. Uh, some kids yep. get done with choir practice; they start fighting, and Rocky loves it. And I obviously this reminds him of his youth and like fighting with Jerry. You yeah. Would assume, yeah. And Jerry and Rocky reconcile, and they and there's a nice bit where they talk about basically. That incident where it's kind of like sliding doors. You ever see sliding doors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where rather than it's the same person going down two different branches, and what if it was the idea of the, you know, what happens—the kid who escapes versus the kid who gets caught—and how it's obviously taking them in two very different directions. Absolutely. And they sort of sort of talk that for us. Which in 1939, I'm thinking it's a probably a pretty novel idea. Yeah, this concept. Um, and so the determined that Rocky's going to move into the parish, which I mistakenly thought <laughs> that he was moving into the church at yeah, first. Yeah, no, 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 just the district. Apparently means the, the area <laughs> yeah, around yeah, the yeah. church. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, he's going to live in the church? This going to be messed up.
2: Yeah, you live in a parish at the moment.
1: Do I? Yeah. Yes. Oh, the parish council. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> it's not a term. Well, it's not a term I remember having in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And so uh, let's talk a little about Father Jerry Connolly, played by Pat O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, he was cast, obviously, as Jerry Connolly, Rocky's childhood friends. He'd been a contract player at Warner Brothers since 1933, uh, would eventually leave in 1940, but he and Cagney first met in 26 in Asbury Park, New Jersey, when O'Brien was a lonely young actor playing in a stock company and heard the stage play Women Go On Forever, was coming to Asbury Park and went its way to Broadway, and he wanted to meet the star of a show who happened to be James Cagney. Cagney. So Brian and Cagney became great friends and remained so until uh, O'Brien died in 1983. And oh. Cagney died only three years later. Wow. Now that, we don't have the, the death game, so I don't think I've ruined that for anybody. Uh, no. <laughs> All we know is they were old in 1983. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so he rents a room, and of course it's the same girl that he sort of had the meet cute with before. This was good. I like this bit. Yeah. Was it
3: meet cute or did he slap her around the face? He she never, slaps him around yeah, the face. He never, he
1: never touched Oh, you mean her. earlier?
3: Yeah. No, there's
1: a bit of slapping of, like the, of the hat and oh, the arms and stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit.
4: Only only of, the, only of the hat. He never touched her, touched her. He,
2: I think he slapped her on the face.
4: No, he didn't. No, I he didn't, didn't, slap her slap. didn't slap her on no. the face. There's
2: some sort of a slap and then a push to the hat. He, it's, yeah. it's two yeah. movements. He pulled his hand
4: back to like he was going to slap her, but he didn't.
1: I mean, this is like the time frame when you'd have like I mean, years from now, he'd still be like the honeymooners. One of these days, yeah. Alice, bam to the moon, yeah. which was a metaphor for hitting his wife. I mean, for some reason, this was humor yeah back then so i'm not mar- but, but he didn't hear he didn't
3: i thought he did but it was just bad cinematography in that he didn't actually well, hit her but it was supposed to be that he hit her no.
1: i'll go back and look at the thing and we can we can we well, can out there confirm or it. deny <laughs> yeah next i didn't week, go back and watch it again
3: but i did write in my notes did he just slap her around the face no uh
1: i don't, don't remember seeing do that to,
3: when he meets her and she does the thing with his hat does she slap him around the face
1: she slaps him yes
3: okay then i'm pretty sure he slapped her around the face
1: no I didn't see it, but we'll 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 take a look and come back to this. I'm pretty sure. Because all that's gonna happen didn't. now is you're gonna okay. keep saying she did. I'm gonna keep saying he didn't. And at the same time, well Lima keep saying she didn't. I'm gonna keep yeah, going, yeah, yeah. let's wait till next week, folks. And <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll rest this up. Yeah. So, so let's do that.
3: It's a mistake.
1: <laughs> uh if you're wrong, could you please promise to sing that yourself next week? Yeah. Ellie? It's gone quiet. Hmm? If you're wrong, can you promise to sing that next week?
3: Okay.
1: Okay, there we go. Yay. So um she recognizes him obviously and rents him a room at the rate of five dollars a week. Wow, I've done some maths. Okay, five dollars a week then is sixty nine pounds. Wow, that's ninety three dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. U S. But a week, I mean, like that's like for like that room is like two hundred and eighty pounds a month. It's not that good of a deal. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're in Hell's Kitchen. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Location, location, location. But it, yeah, so she slaps him and says, I've waited 15 years to do that. So such is. And then he's happy he's in the room and he sits down and the bed breaks. At this point, I'm like really on board with Rocky. Yeah, this film does this really well is the idea of it as it goes on. I think who I like shifts. That's why I don't
4: I'm, I'm 100% sure he didn't slap her because you have to be on his side. You have yeah. to like him. And if, if he's slapping women about it, you're not going to like him.
3: I think different time.
1: Well, we will find mm, out we and will. confirm for next week. We will. Uh, Rocky Sullivan goes to see Jim Fraser, and Jim's not so happy to see Rocky. I think he was hoping mm, he'd nope. be uh, he would make it out. So mm. as the audience were going, "Oh, this is going to go well for Rocky, mm. is it?" Uh, and so Jim Fraser, played by Humphrey Bogart, Bogart plays the lawyer Jim Fraser, and uh, he was described by German scholar Winifred Fluck. That's a great name, isn't it? I bet you they had fun with that when, <laughs> when he was a kid. <laughs> Uh, said that Jim Fraser was entirely negative and thoroughly bad figure in contrast to Cagney's anti hero. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't really care for, for Humphrey Bogart's Honestly, performance as Jim Fraser in this. I didn't either. For someone such a big nope. name hitter, I was expecting greatness. I was expecting more, yeah. And this was just like he's just a guy. Yeah. He's not any different from the other guy whose name I didn't get. No. I don't know someone can look it up because we also meet Mac what, Kiefer. Mac? Yeah. And. Uh, he yeah. was. Right. I liked him better than I liked uh, Bogart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he wants, and by he I mean Cagney, wants his hundred k. Uh, which what was oh, that in in oh yeah go on. yeah yeah hundred yeah, yeah. k in American dollars, one point eight seven million. Woo! In British pounds, one point three eight million.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah, so that might so get you he... a two bedroom flat in London. Yeah.
3: <laughs> was it Max? <laughs>
1: Was it Max's real name you wanted? I I, I wanted the actor's name, yeah.
3: George Bancroft.
1: Okay. Bancroft, yes. Yeah. Have I heard that name before? It seems like I've heard that name before. Mm -hmm. I thought he was good. Yeah. Yeah. He's better than Boogie. And then we meet the dead-end kids. And this group of kids who played the gang, they were a unit. And they would all go and do films together.
4: I thought they did I said to you before I haven't seen them in anything else but I got that feeling when I watched it before
1: this is the third of seven movies uh, featuring the dead end kids oh okay uh, they had a reputation for intimidating directors and just causing problems. <laughs> well, strength in numbers, right? You can see that, can't you? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't think it, uh, I don't think the characters are that... I don't think they're good actors, to put it no. that way. I think they're playing who they're they are. They're actually
4: lifted off the street. <laughs>
1: um, they had a reputation for intimidating directors. Like I said, they steal a, they steal a baby on the set. I mean, like, that's my baby. Like, oh, that's my baby. Yeah. I'm like, well, come on, it's yeah. a baby. <laughs> um, and then they stole the 500 bucks from Rocky that Jim Fraser had given him earlier which uh, again is almost ten thousand dollars wow today
0: yeah
1: uh seven thousand pounds you imagine like going and checking your pocket and going, oh they just someone just stole seven thousand pounds from me and he seemed okay with it it seemed weird that cagney didn't realize that that rocky didn't realize uh, he was getting pickpocketed you, you would have thought, thought he'd be he'd be wiser to that exactly yeah. but he, like, he saw the fighting was like ah, i miss i miss recreational <laughs> violence <laughs> yeah uh and so then he goes down into um, oh, and the kids go running, and they go running literally right over the same fence that he got nicked in. And at first I thought it was some really lazy cinematography and set design, and then I went, oh, it's supposed to be the same, so he can go back upon his old but do you roots think himself.
4: fifteen years later that'd still be the same?
1: it's the same the same wooden uh, pallet is like leaning against the fence (laughs) do you know know what I mean like I don't go to place I don't go to Ely for like a year and they've built this this and that yeah yeah. yeah. but uh, he then uh, holds them up with a finger in his coat pretending it's a gun yeah and uh, he says he get, makes them collect the dough and fast, and then he bonds with the boys. I mean, it's like he's not bothered at all but they stuck him up. Just going, do you know nope. who I am? Okay, yeah. now now fall in line. Yeah, and he shows them. Look, see that? Those are my initials. And they've all heard of him. Well, yeah, because he was in the newspaper, wasn't he? His criminal activity. I guess. Like, so he's become a bit of infamous. So these kids are vociferous readers.
2: Well, We see no. that they, they do. one of them does read the paper to them a couple of times in the film.
1: Because the, the film needs that information said to us yeah, they use the dead end kids to do it. How
4: many times you so a, they've seen it. They read. How many times do you get the people on the street corner going, you know, Titanic sunk, blah,
1: <laughs> what blah, What are the blah, odds, in all seriousness, what are the Rocky odds Sullivan? these kids would be literate?
4: They
2: I think that's only one of them is. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, they wouldn't yeah, be they literate. they wouldn't be, no. no.
4: But here and somebody shout it out. Rocky Sullivan does this. Rocky Sullivan yeah, does that. No, we see them
1: sitting around reading the paper like a bunch. Well, yeah. I'm just going to bend to my point. Oh, yeah, pull, all right. Pull a hole, number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, an uh, interesting story about Cagney and the Dead End Kids. So, his first scene with them took place in the building of this deserted building. Yeah. Actually, uh, in the basement of this deserted building. By this time, the Dead End Kids had been throwing their weight around quite a bit with other directors and actors. And as that also happened, they also would, like, ruin scenes by, like, ad-libbing. Yeah. And so, Leo Gorsi, who played... Um, Oh, Bim, Bim or something like Bim? that. Yeah, who was my favorite of the Dead End yeah, Kids? Yeah, I really I'm, liked him. I'm on. Uh, he jokingly ad libbed he's psychic at one point. Like he comes <laughs> in and goes, "How do you know where he is?" He's psychic, and it threw off the rhythm of the scene. Uh, and the scene had been going pretty well. And back then, you didn't do so many like like scenes were long takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have as much like let's shoot it from that angle, let's shoot it from this angle, get this one line. It was the whole thing. So Cagney got quite upset. And so in the next take, just before he says, come here, suckers, he stiff arms Gorsi, the kid who plays Dim or Bim, right above the nose. He just like smacks him. (laughs) His head collides with the kid behind him. Wow. And so they all kind of like were smart. And and so um, Hunts Hall, who played another one of the kids, said he saw Gorsi being hit and later recalled that Leo hated Cagney for the rest of his life. Wow. But it was said from that point on, the gang behaved. Well, there we are. There then. we go. He knew how to put him in line. I tell you what, bit of art imitating life in yeah, it because that's what it? he's going to do here. Absolutely. And so um, he gives the boy some money and says, "Get some sandwiches." Goes, you like pickles? <laughs> like, is this the status symbol of 1939. Yeah. You like pickles? <laughs> go get some pickles. Yeah. Wow, you can afford pickles. We can afford pickles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And Very so strange. we then cut, and they're all in his room, which would be way different now if you just had this random, like, oh, 35 yeah. year old man with a oh, bunch no, of, like, right? 14 year olds <laughs> yeah. in a room. I think not. <laughs> and, th- and, and then in walks the Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I guess worse. And he goes, uh, but he says, Chuck your chest up to the wood, which yeah. I guess is some phrase for we're going to eat. Pardon? Yeah. Take a seat. Yeah. yeah chuck, at the table. Chuck your chest up to the wood. Yeah. That was and consent. then in walks Father Jerry, and there's a basketball game. And the kids don't want any part of it. And at this point, Rocky helps him out and goes, oh, I'll bet you, I'll bet you some money you can't make a basket on them. And Jerry notices that he's doing, and he knows what what, what what Rocky's doing. He's like, I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And meanwhile, there's a, um, Jim Fraser is trying to have a hit on Rocky all this time, but Rocky's never alone. He's surrounded by kids. And they're like, can't do it. He's with kids.
2: And a priest. And a
1: priest. Yeah. <laughs> like later it be a white like The woman's like the third most, like least innocent thing there is. Like it just gets more and more from there. It does. Kids and a priest. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the basketball game. And this scene was, took a while. Yeah, just a bit. There's 25 kids it felt on each side of this basketball game at first. Uh, and then he notices that Laurie Martin from earlier is there. And the game is the disaster. But I appreciated the underhanded free throw yeah i don't know if you noticed that when he went to shoot the basket he sort of like put like the ball between his legs and then threw it like underhand up towards the up towards the hoop no i didn't know that, that was old school that's how people would shoot free throws back oh, in the day so i was okay. like oh nice i'd say it's historically accurate but of course it is it was from that time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so father jerry swaps out as ref for rocky because the 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 dead end kids are just like beaten there's this excuse to like assault the other students it is yeah so they switch it up and so instead rocky beats up the kids and laura's like oh look at him he's like he's like a good father figure
0: he's just
1: beating these kids up again how much was that real <laughs> yeah uh we'll be good stop the scene no we need no, one more take you, i yeah, think yeah, yeah. um so rocky beats up the kids and Lori looks unhappily and rocky and sorry father jerry and Lori have an expositional conversation mm. about how she's been set right and that don't think that i'm blind now because i've been set right it's, i felt she was underdeveloped Lori.
4: yeah and she didn't really go anywhere after
1: no yeah.
2: no it was no, really strange to Find out that she's got history with gangster men well we sort of find that out
1: in a bit yeah yeah but i
2: didn't think nothing else is explored
3: is it no when she was chatting to rocky at the game i noticed she was wearing a ring on her wedding finger oh really or ring finger yeah and i was like was this a different thing at the time like did it not mean something that you were wearing a ring what's going on and then it came up later that she had been married i was like oh
1: so yeah so the dead end kids get plastered (laughs) and as they're washing up uh, he asked them agreeing agree, and they'll come back and play him the next day. So Rocky's done his good deed, and we think, as the audience, we go, "Oh, look at him making a difference in these kids' lives." Yeah, and Jerry's kind of realizing his power versus the power of Rocky. But so far, it's all going the right direction. Yeah. But they warn her. And I think it's it's Bim who warns them that the last guy she was with ended up ended up dead, and kind of implies it's her fault. Yeah, which I'm like, how did that make sense? Uh, yeah, they, have,
2: they, they. I think he's upset have been in the paper. She. she she smashed him.
1: Yeah, oh, like the, 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 the insinuations that she killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Roxy hurted him. <laughs> Roxy hurted <Yeah>. him. <laughs> uh, she roxied Rocky, or she wants. <laughs> so they walk home, and Rocky finds out this information. I'm like, okay, Rocky's going to play this cool. Like we're like five seconds of the next scene before he goes. So I heard your last fella God got himself in some trouble. <laughs> I heard you had him whacked. What's that about? And she goes, well, you know, my ex husband got in deep with some bad guys. I think the assumptions that he ends up dead. Yeah. From a shootout or something like that, I think it's the insinuation.
2: Shootout with the police, I think, that's, or something like that. That's what,
1: yeah. got, that's what I got from it. And uh, he notices he's being tailed and then fakes there's something in his eye so he can look in a mirror and get a look at who's tailing him. That yeah. was cool. That was cool. That was cool. And so he hightails it. he drops off Laurie somewhere and then he goes and hides in the drugstore and gets a cherry Coke. Cherry Coke. It's impressive you get cherry Coke. In. I wonder if it was just Coke with cherries in it or something. Maybe,
2: Well, it still had cocaine in it at this point, didn't it?
1: I have no idea.
2: Maybe. I think so. Uh,
1: And so they phone him, and it was one of those old school phones where you had to actually go in and, like, close the door, and it was, like, a self-contained little room. And, like, you can see that their plan is to trap him in this room And then he susses it out. And the bad guy, for some reason, is like, my job is done. I'm going to go look out the window and say, yeah, I got him. (laughs) Only to find there's a gun in his back now. Yeah. And um, he sort of forces the other guy into the room, at which point I'm not going in the room. I'm like, you got to shoot me out out in the cold day. I'm going to die anyway. I may as well take you down with me. Exactly. But um, so the baddies come in, shoot him. Don't bother to see if they got him. Don't bother to see who they shot. Which
4: the first thing you do.
1: Oh, in, in in all the mob hits I've been a part yeah. of, I always check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, every but I tell you what happens: there's gunshots, and everything I've ever seen in my life suggests if there's gunshots, everybody gets the hell out of there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not in this movie. Nope. They all go run and they go, what's happened?
2: It's like it's like Chicago, isn't
1: it? Normal every day. It, it, it is, is it's like Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And so um then we see Lori who runs up and she sees it's not Rocky and she smiles, but it's still like you're like happy some rando's Savage, dead. Yeah. And the baddies phone Frazier and say the job is done. <sighs> Which you're going? well, oh, I wonder how long does it hit the fur for? Like Rocky to set this up, and it's literally like five seconds yeah, later, yeah. he shows up. Uh, Jim's getting into his car. And uh but bef- uh, and accost him. But in the moment which Rocky forces the hood to take his place in the phone booth was inspired by the death of New York gangster Vincent Mad Dog Cole. In the mm-hmm. real incident, Cole was locked in a gang war with Dutch Schultz, and during the war he hid an apartment above a pharmacy would only come out to go to the pharmacy and call his girlfriend from the phone booth. Schultz phoned out about this, and when Cole went to make his routine phone call, two of Schultz's gunmen walked in and shot him dead. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Savage. He's very savage. I have no notes about the whole town running in the sea afterwards. <laughs> <What happens. laughs> and so Rocky surprises Frazier with a gun and goes to the safe. There's only two grand, but there's a lot more accounts that he nicks. And yep. says, I'm going to use this. And they phone Mac and arrange for a hundred grand to be delivered the next day. And I thought this was a bad choice. I didn't realize he was going to kidnap Jim for the night. No. Which was a good call. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so back in Rocky's room, and he quickly grabs Soapy and says, Take this money. Yep. Because he realizes, because I guess he's. The cops he's, are coming, yeah. Yeah, because Mac, rather than go do something underhanded, Mac calls the cops and goes, We'll just do this the legal way. And I'm yeah. thinking, like, he's going to talk about how the 100 grand was in the other guy's hand to begin with. Like, this can only go badly for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just talking with the cops to knock, and he's reading detective stories, which was great. It was good, yeah. And they take him in. Uh, Back to the hideout with the dead end boys and dead end kids. Dead end boys, dead end kids. Dead, dead end, end kids. kids. Yeah. They don't want to open the envelope. Well, Bim does, but everyone else is like, no, he said not to do it. See, I think they would have done. So he they really look they really look up to him. Yeah. And they also think he's like legit powerful. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah um and so they phone and um sorry they they end up not not opening the the package we go to mac and jim frazier and jim basically goes do you realize what he's got on us so they phone and go yeah let him go would you (laughs) and so they let him go and somehow it's like already on the front page of the paper like like five minutes later read all about it i'm like this is like the internet before the internet like he's Uh, out and it's already out (laughs) in the world i guess they tweeted that they let him go (laughs) uh and so the next day they make the exchange 100 gram for frazier matt gives it to him uh and says um rocky goes well how you know how do i know i'm gonna be safe he goes well i'm gonna be safe because i'm gonna walk by and he phones this random grocer That's funny. and says if i walk by and you see me from the window then you go ahead and release jim but if i'm smoking a cigarette that means i'm being tailed and the grocer's like, what are you talking about? Because no one can hear the other end of the phone. No. <laughs> oh, but it was great that we got to see it. It was good. Oh, yeah. it was so good. It was so good. So out he goes. And then we go back to the hideout. And Rocky returns. And they find out they were holding the 100K all along. Uh, and he gives them like a grand or something like that. And yeah. Soapy takes a double portion for himself. <laughs> and when they go, why? He like beats up Bim. And I'm like, okay, he's like Junior Rocky. Yeah, he's he's, he's the, the leader. leader. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, then we go into Rocky's room and Jerry comes to visit him, but is told the kids are in the pool hall and father Jerry wants to know where they got the money. So we go to the pool hall. In the back of the day. The pool hall was like a place where de- degenerates hung out. Yeah. Like you wouldn't go there and shoot pool. That was a place where people would smoke cigars and drank and all this stuff. And you, you, you know,
2: there's a whole song about it in the music man. Is there? Oh, there okay. is.
1: Yeah. There was a pool hall in, um, uh, the small town I lived in in Canada for a while. And there was like a proper one that was in a restaurant with like a pizza place. And it was, it was, like a, it was, it was a nice place. But then it was like the place was just a pool hall. And it was, it, it was that thing. It was a place where teenagers who smoke and drank and all, it, was, it was considered a bad place to go to.
4: We had a, a snooker hall called the Maltons in Kingsland.
3: I was just going to say that. I don't know <laughs> if it's still
4: there though. I haven't been there for a few years, so I'd be interested to know if it's still there. The it Maltings. Is that, there. By, is that by
1: the Corn Exchange? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it was still yeah, yeah. there
2: when were rehearsing for... So oh, was it? No, to it's, to, it's
1: totally still there. I've been there twice or three <laughs> oh, times. Oh, cool. yeah. But it's not like a degenerative place. No, it's no, quite, no. Quite it's quite a quite 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 market, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, market snooker hall. <laughs>
1: well, it, what? well, it kind of is. It's a gentleman's game I've never been
3: in it, so...
4: It's
1: not Paul. I'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and snooker cue the reds then <laughs> so back it's uh yeah snooker loopy snooker loopy um, yeah yep. um and so in walks father jerry into the pool hall and he tries to get the kids out of it the kids are all decked out now they went from looking like dirty like newsies yeah, yeah, yeah. from dirty newsies to like being like wearing like little zoot suits little, and things little, like little,
4: this yeah little gangsters for, like
1: yeah. little rockies but without style yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. rockies have a bit of style to them the kids don't No, <laughs> it's garish and and they're like throwing like oh Remember when we watched Goodfellas? Yeah. And like Robert De Niro got so mad because everybody was like splashing the money around really obviously. Yeah. He would have killed everybody in this ah, film. Absolutely, All the boys go stupid just throwing money around. They're not used to having it though, are they? No. And so this is the appeal of the money is you can have everything you want right now. Because they
4: associate money with power.
1: Yep. And there'll always be more. Yeah. And why would I want to save this? Because I will get more because that's what success is. I will just get more money and spend it how I want to spend it. Exactly. And that will get me respect and power yeah. yeah and so he tries to get the kids in a pool hall they're not having it and it's a good scene it's a good scene from father jerry because he's really earnestly trying to get them out yeah and then some guys some like oh couldn't get him into heaven could you and father jerry just knocks him out oh so good so good I'm cheering for him how is this guy not the most popular priest in brook uh, in, in like hell's kitchen yeah i know right he's great <laughs> And so Rocky and Laurie kind of have a date, but they're basically just going to an adult version of where the kids were. Yeah, it's just gambling and it's just nicer clothes. And yeah. it turns out it's the it's yeah. the joint where uh, Jim and Mac run together. And the deal is he wants half of he wants half of Jim's cut. Yeah, half of Jim's stake because that was the deal. Was, I went I, deal, I went yeah. there for three years. You built us up. Yeah, um, they placate him, but they want to knock him down and out. And he wants to make Lori the hostess of the club, and Lori's starting to get like um, seduced by it all. Yeah. She's looking going, Oh, all this. And it's a lot nicer than that derelict looking building she's working in right right. now. Yeah. Yeah. Money laws people. Yeah. Back of a church, we get another bunch of headlines that tell us the story, and Father Jerry's reading about Rocky in the paper. And then there's a delivery of ten grand. A package with 10 grand for the youth center. Now, this is interesting because I picked up on this instantly. I'm not sure if people necessarily will know it. I have a bit of a background in the church. So when Rocky Sullivan gets his hundred thousand dollars, he gives ten thousand dollars to Father Jerry for the Rec Center. It could be argued that Rocky is doing something called tithing, and tithing yeah. is giving ten percent of your income to to the church. Oh, okay. As an offering, as a, the idea that God gave me this money, whatever it is. Usually not money you've stolen, oh, okay. <laughs> but the idea that, you know, yeah, God yeah, yeah. provides for my needs, therefore I will give ten percent back and God will continue to bless me, is yeah. the concept behind yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is consistent with his love for Father Jerry, his nostalgia for the church, because at the start, when the kids are singing, he's mouthing the words along as well. So he he's got and an emotional he's connection. His
3: honor excelsis.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's got obviously obviously got some sort of a connection to the church which could have been played up bigger if that's where jerry was going to go down that road Mm. if you want to tell me but the difference between these two is just that moment i could have used a moment with them as altar boys at the start
3: yeah Yeah. i would like that as well
4: yeah and i think back then um churches would have took in orphans wouldn't they and helped yeah and fed them and tried to clothe them and
1: stuff sure
4: no, no, that would that'd been like a like a like a homeless retreat. Well, type like thing.
1: even in the Godfather, though, there's these links in films. I mean, I know it's thirty four years later, but the yeah. like, site, but it's set in the past, yeah. and so it's this idea of a link with the church, and then you know those kids having to choose one of two ways, and kind of the church way or the or the power way. Yeah, yeah,
4: because so. they're kind of they're on the streets, so they're kids on the street with no parents, so they're homeless basically, aren't
1: they? Buy me last pay, Mister. <laughs> yeah. yeah um and so father jerry explains why he can't get the money for the rec center and says like look if i take it from you then what am i doing i'm just showing the kids that what you have is power what you have is right and we should all then what, like try to beg for the scraps that you can provide for us and that you provide not god not, not not doing the right thing but you and, and doing the wrong thing and evil and corruption so he vows at this point he's gonna um, take the whole system down whether rocky gets hurt or not And Rocky says he'll push back whether they get hurt or not, and they shake on it. Yeah. And then Rocky promises uh, he won't give the kids any more money. I like this scene. The scene where they both kind of go, I'm coming for you.
4: Yeah, yeah, because even though there's a big love between them two as mates, they're showing you both sides. Yeah, They're showing you the gangster side and the good side. And they're both going, well, no, this is my moral code. This is your moral code, but we're
1: sticking by it. Yeah. George, what do you think about this?
2: i was a bit confused to begin with i'm not gonna lie um because i didn't really understand where the money had come from because i forgot about the hundred grand and then i then i got there and went oh right okay um i get it and i understand why he doesn't want to take the money but i don't know why the kids would have to know that where it come from i know it would weigh on his conscience but the kids don't have to know um that it's come from him but jerry so. would know
4: yeah and it's but that's money. the problem.
2: Jerry would know, and Jerry can't put that behind him. Um, but no, I do like the scene where they eventually go, "We're, we're two two sides of the same coin." Yeah, yeah. But we gotta fight for what we both believe is right. And so, that's yeah, no, I enjoyed it.
1: And they were never going. This friendship was never going to last. No, they're too different now. They they were at one point brothers. Yeah, but they're on two very different sides, and they're fighting. You want to get really specific? They're fighting over the souls of these kids. Yeah, because he's trying to save them. And, and and Rocky's trying to corrupt them. Yeah, and so that that is what it's going to be. And eventually, there will be a line. But they both say with love in their heart to each other, "I'm going to come for you." They shake hands. I was really, I really liked the scene. I did too. Ellie, any thoughts on this one?
3: Um, yeah, I liked how Rocky said to Jerry, "Don't be an angel," um, because firstly, it ties in nicely with the name of the film, um, but also just with that kind of idea of, you know, you're not you're not all that. You're not. Just because you're a priest doesn't necessarily make you completely holy. I know your background kind of thing. And um, also, I really liked the gigantic dice roller that they had at the start of the scene. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) true, yeah. It Um, was
3: like a birdcage that rolled your dice for you. It was fantastic. Strange.
1: (laughs) It was strange. Um,
3: Imagine having something that big now, just to roll dice.
1: Indeed. Mm. Uh, I can get Alexa to do it now. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. I remember... I remember. Jeez. Uh, the name of the, of, of the movie "Angels with Dirty Faces." It's interesting. It wasn't. It, it, it's it's multiple angels, multiple dirty faces, but we only see one of them go down that road. Yeah. So is the insinuation that really it is just like nature versus nurture? For it, there's nothing uniquely good or bad about these two. It's just who got over that fence first.
4: Yeah.
2: That's yeah. what, what oh, the movie's telling us. That's what it's about, isn't it? Jordan. I thought it referred to the group of children, like they're angels, but they may well get dirty faces, and it depends who wins this to which way they go
1: maybe or it could be the idea that yeah i mean because at the start the dirtiest two faces we see in the movie are jerry and rocky in that yeah, first yeah, scene yeah, yeah. like they are filthy
3: although apart from like the literal dirty faces um jerry and rocky are portrayed as very differently at the start of the movie it's, it's always rocky that's kind of the ringleader in that and,
0: and the one with the, the one that's encouraging
3: them yeah the one that you know says we should go inside this train car and rob it and yeah we should do this. We should do that. Shut up. No, you're wrong. We should do this because it's the cool thing to do. Whereas Jerry's always like,
0: um, are you sure?
3: I'm not really, not really That's quite true. Jerry's Jerry, like, do it.
1: Rocky's yeah. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And Jerry's the guy in the Red Wings jersey. He is, isn't he? He's I just, have
3: not seen Ferris Bueller. so uh, okay. not a helpful comparison. Well,
1: there are people out there who will go, oh, okay, I know what he's talking about.
3: And yes, I do intend to watch it. I'm very sorry. I haven't seen it. No, I, I'm not.
1: Spoilers. I'm not. I'm not Ferris Bueller. Oh.
3: I, I was just apologizing to you know everybody else i, that's
4: the like, problem how, I like how they break the fourth wall anyway, yeah, that's yeah, another the movie. problem <laughs> you do stuff like
1: this i mean you say you don't have anything. how have you not seen i know yeah, yeah, i know, I know right, right,
3: right. we're gonna get comments this week going i can't believe ellie hasn't seen Paris. barry i'll watch it now <laughs> yeah it's right i'm sorry, i, know. I'll, I'll, I know. I'll
1: go ahead and own one i haven't seen i said it tonight i haven't seen Schindler's list no me either like i will at some point <gasps> yeah. but- have, any, have None of no. a <laughs> no. I'm, I'm really not in like a big like. It's, I, I, I'm sure it's a masterpiece, but I'm sure it's also just one heck. Like, can you imagine? It'd be like. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> that's bad enough. But the seriously, case. guys, Ugh. that is
3: poor form for a film podcast. None of us to have seen. Like, that.
1: can we not let the comment section tell us this? Let's not hate on ourselves for this. I just never got around to seeing it. No, me either. Jeez,
3: I hate on myself every week. for th- th- films I haven't seen. It's Let's three. Have a moment when no one's seen it either.
1: It's three. Uh, that's why I outed myself and what There's films I haven't, I haven't seen. Avatar yet. Oh, yeah, like, I. Films, like I just. missed. You know. I'll out myself. It's okay. Yeah. All right, so um back to business. A qu just really quick question. Would anybody take the money if they're a father Jerry?
4: At that time,
1: probably. If if you think Rocky's gonna go down anyway eventually.
0: Yeah.
2: If he's that certain that he's gonna take Rocky down, then he might as well take the money with it well, If Rocky's, Rocky's gonna, gonna go down, gonna down anyway. Because
1: wait two weeks, Rocky's gone anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you got a rec center out of it. Yeah like if your idea is like Shitty, if, if i can have a rec center and get these kids off the street it's tempting isn't it yeah it is yeah i agree as long as he's not in your pocket he's not then asking yeah, you for yeah, favors yeah. to run stuff or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe i don't know how you can stop that once you start it but it never it's just a, just a, that. just a friend yeah
3: uh, yeah i was just gonna say like plausible once deniability he's po- once he's confronted him sure you've you've created yourself yeah yourself a hole there but when you've just got the note like it's a donation from a friend. Okay, happy days. Here's 10 grand for a reference. So like,
1: that's yeah. great.
3: Of course I would take the money.
4: Yeah. It'd so, be silly not to.
1: So we then have a montage. Of Father Jerry going to the press. And montage is quite kind. He went to one. And then, said, he says, he ex-
2: and then he says, no, and, then the he says yes. and then he says, and then he says, and then he says,
1: expositionally, the, the guy's are, I know you've been to all the other newspapers in town who have all told you. I'm like, you could have done two no's before we got a yes, yeah, yeah. but we get lots of newspaper
3: headlines.
1: Yeah, this, this film loved or this is technique that afterwards. It's, it's everywhere this, in this yeah. film. Do, 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 there's just do, do, so do, many yes. montages,
3: that I forget which one we're talking
1: about. So there's a montage, uh, and then Father Jerry's making progress. Father Jerry out to take down mob. I'm like, is this really a story that would run in the New York City headlines? No. <laughs> nope. Um, then we get Lori acting. T- oh, I don't know if it's because they didn't give her enough to do that. Then she's sitting there and she's like crying to Father Jerry, being like, don't go after him. Don't. And I, just felt, I said it was bad acting. I'm not sure it is or if it's just that it just wasn't earned. And so I was like, what is going on here? Her you went on one date. Yeah, yeah exactly. It wasn't, no,
3: I didn't mind her acting, actually. But this, yeah, this wasn't a good scene. But There's not enough for her, her to do
1: in this movie. No. No. Because you establish at the start she's important. Yeah, but then, and then it goes nowhere. The kids are way now. Of course, the kids are important, yeah, yeah. and maybe they overcomplicated it by having her involved. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you didn't really need her. No, you need the kids. You don't need her. I don't know. Uh, Father Jerry holds a protest. Oh, but before this, sorry, I should get back to this. Um, Jerry admits he loves Rocky and says, "But for the grace of God, go I." He says, mm. "It could have been me." Yeah, and you he know, that. he's very aware of it. If if yeah. if, if I hadn't been as fast. That's my life. Yeah. It's now or never. (laughs) Keep on running. I ain't going to pray forever. (laughs) Anyway, there's a rally, and Father Jerry holds a protest. And why rally? Usually, I thought that means other people around. Yeah. It's just Father Jerry talking to a microphone being carried (laughs) by the radio. That's not a rally. No. If that's the case, we're holding a giant rally right now. There's four of us with microphones. (laughs) Boom. Jeez um and so father jerry was offered a hundred grand and this is all off camera and i'm like you know what that would have been a good scene for me to see yeah uh if he would keep the rec center going and leave them alone uh matt Kiefer wants him to be bumped rocky says you can't and to his credit rocky says he can't kill him now rocky could have gone yeah, yeah, yeah kill him yeah he's a pain but he won't he, he can't do it you yeah, know he won't it's his brother yeah um fraser wants to do it but do it legally. And then Rocky does the thing where, like, you know, you pretend to leave and close the door, but he ducks it. And this works?
2: <laughs> it was so silly. <sighs> but no, I, I loved it. I, I it will, was like I, the panto levels of I, will,
1: I will give it some credit because it's early. It it's might early, be the first early, time this has been yeah, done. Yeah, early days. I was still like, come on. Like, surely you'd watch him. Too. If he's important enough that you go and check in the hallway, like, you would have watched him leave the room. Yeah, you would. <sighs> Movie's got a movie. <laughs> it does. And so they start talking open, like, two seconds later. How, and full volume. They don't even whisper <laughs> how we're going to kill Rocky but make it look like an accident. We're going to kill the priest, too. Make it look like an accident. And then he comes on out. waiting there's this, like, terrible reaction shot of Max seeing him. And then Rocky shoots him. And then he shoots Frazier. I and mean, the right. police show up, like, instantly.
4: And oh, we, yeah, because they're on every street corner.
1: Yeah. And then we begin our shootout. And during this, Lori's making a phone call, She's trying to get a hold of Father Connolly. And so it's just a lot of rocky chasing and shooting as he goes through various windows and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually they gas him out. Now, at one point, he hides by this giant window. He smashes out a pane and then he starts uh, shooting a little bit. And then a guy with a machine gun comes and shoots most of the windows out. When filming Rocky's shootout with the police, one scene called for Cagney to be right at the opening as his machine gun bullets took out the windows above his head. At this point, Cagney had had experience with the unpredictability of using live gunfire and recalled that it must have either been common sense or a hunch that made him cautious. So they're using real bullets in this scene.
2: Oh my God. and so they go
1: stand there you'll be fine and he tells the director to shoot the scene in process so shoot it like each scene each shot as it would happen yeah yeah and so when it was the shot of the window being taken out uh he decided to move he wasn't told to he was told to just stand there he went no i'm gonna move over here do that shot and i'll come back yeah and uh when the professional machine gunner fired the shots one of the bullets deflected hit in the steel edge of the window and went right to the wall where Cagney's head had been <sighs> if he doesn't move he's dead and the experience convinced Cagney that flirting this way with real bullets was ridiculous yeah now, I don't know the deal back mind, then yeah are there blanks and if so why are you not using them <sighs> Can, early, you imagine today, cinema. Jesus. can you imagine today hearing oh yeah yeah like Tom Cruise went, yeah just we use we use real bullets on set. Yeah, yeah, but just above no my head. way! Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, Crikey. And instinctively
4: you'd want to move anyway. You're not just gonna stand there with gunfire,
1: uh he's a pro, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Father Jerry and Lori show up, which is a bit foolish, I thought. Just let's again let's run towards the gunfire. Um, yeah. I got over Father Jerry once I realized why he was there. Laurie, this
4: is the end of her story. Uh, yeah, completely. Um, And doesn't one of the policemen get shot?
1: Yeah, because he shoots him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the machine gun guy goes and takes out the windows and almost kills him for real. So he's a cop killer, really, now, isn't he? He's a cop. Yeah, it's not getting any better for That's probably what gets him the chair. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I thought that. It felt like it went a little bit cartoony here. That Once he kills the two of them, it's like he played it so cool up until this point. Like He didn't feel like this character would do this. No. Um because yeah because he goes we're going to kill him and he goes everything's so clever up to this point and he's like fine bang bang goes mad and shoots everything that
2: yeah. moves yeah
1: yeah. Uh, father, he's losing it maybe I don't know uh, the, the guy who, who runs it says we'll get him anyway even if we have to blow up the whole block yeah. and I'm like P- priorities man like yeah. really Is this, does this guy mean that much you will blow up the whole block to get this one guy wow uh, Father Jerry goes in and Rocky threatens him at first See, this gets me because he goes in and he walks upstairs
4: and not once is Rocky going, you know, oh, someone's coming in the door. Someone's Who's there? What do you up want? Up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He crazy. is being gassed out, to be yeah, fair. Okay. Uh, Jerry tells him that you're covered from every angle. You're not getting out of this. So Rocky agrees to go down with Father Jerry. And then he turns on Jerry, and he pulls his gun as they get through the front door. Now, this could have benefited, because I'm guessing he pulls the gun, which felt lazy at the time. I'm guessing it's back to this whole, you've got to appear hard. You've got to appear tough. If you yeah, surrender, yeah, yeah. that's not what men do. No. That could have used a bit more conversation there. Like, I can't go down with you. If I surrender, I'm yellow. So, like, a line like that. Something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But... He then turns on Jerry Posey, we said, and then when he gets outside, he goes for a runner, which feels, again, like foolish, like you've got a hostage. Why? Yeah. You want to hang on to him because he goes for a run and he's caught within like five seconds. They've got him. And uh, we find out that his gun was empty and that Father Jerry really wasn't in any trouble. And I guess we need that as the audience to know he was never going to kill Jerry. Did he get shot in the leg? Because he goes down. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But I think we needed to see absolutely, that did. he was never going to turn on his friend. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like this was supposed to have some emotional stakes. I'm not sure if this got me there. No, it didn't. Not me. Ladies?
2: No. By this point, I was kind of confused because the the over cartooniness of this gunfight that I think went on a little bit too long as well. Yep. and the, it just, the
1: gunfight took too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I was just then, at that point, I was kind of going, I don't know what's going on. someone just end this (laughs) uh ellie exactly that okay just waiting
3: for
0: the film to
1: end well if he didn't know what was going on don't worry we've got some newspapers are going to tell us some more things (laughs) and they tell us that he's guilty he's gonna be executed he's gonna be executed tomorrow this is this is the only story going on in new york absolutely and thankfully the dead end kids read this for us because they haven't done anything in a while so we'll just get them to read the story to the audience, up until this point, I've been reading for myself like a chump.
3: Different kind of newspaper montage. They're mixing it up. Yeah, yeah.
1: soapy. Strange name, soapy. Soapy. Yeah. yeah.
3: I would. I really want to know the backstory of why he's called if, Soapy. If he
1: had he a choice never between used to, never use soap, maybe. maybe. If he had a choice maybe. of two papers to read that day, would that be Soapy's choice?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> terrible.
1: That is. Oh. i thought that was great (laughs) that was was good it made me laugh
2: no it's brilliant but it's Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, i I heard myself say soapy and i went oh (laughs) i don't like to do this uh and so in the prison rocky's going to receive his last rites from the backup vicar yeah because we're waiting for father jerry uh he's had his last dinner and the prison guard says you've only got 10 minutes and this prison guard is a jerk Yeah, yeah uh he says you got 10 minutes to go and uh, at this point, there are actually there's exactly 10 minutes left in the movie when he says this. Really? Yeah.
4: That's cool. That's
1: cool. Very cool. Father Jerry wants a favor. And uh, he says, I don't know if I can do you any favor. He says, I'm not afraid. Because in order to be afraid, you have to have a heart. I got cut out of me a long time ago. And Jerry wants him to go to the chair yellow. Yeah. Because the kids will find out. And I need you to show them that you're not cool, basically. Don't, but don't become a martyr and a hero in death. <sighs> Give them a way out. And that's his legacy.
4: Yeah. That's why he's been working up towards.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so don't let the kids down. He said, I want you to let the kids down. Stop them from ending up here. Yeah, in your shoes. Yeah. And there's a big handshake and says, Father Jerry, will you come in with me? And he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll come in with you. And he goes, okay, but promise me you won't let me hear you pray. <laughs> he says, I won't let you hear me pray. And we have the final walk. And this is a film noir. Yeah. okay and in film the noirs, shadows, and everything.
4: shadows right oh. and
1: so we get a lot of natural light the little bit that there is yeah. falls on father jerry yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of the shadow falls on rocky yeah. and given their duality of their relationship really interesting walking side by side yeah going down the same path but <sighs> to two different destinations yeah. one in the light and one in the darkness very strong very strong um
3: I actually made a note on cinematography. Shut up. Game. Really? Wow. I know, right?
1: <laughs> what is it? No, Next good. thing George is going to tell me, she recognized some faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's an angel faces. Film, of
3: all films. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> so um, what was the
1: cinematography note?
3: It was, it was when he was actually walking to the chest, the final, oh.
1: the final shot that
3: we've got of. Rocky. That's amazing. Yeah. Um the lighting on his face was amazing, like the shadows yeah. on it. Like it just made him look kind of really hallowed and yeah. I I really appreciated it. And then all of the cinematography following that as well. I mean, I know we've not quite got to that yet, but I just I well, this scene was horrible.
1: Yeah. Um Father Jerry says, Rocky, please, and he goes, No. No. Yeah. That's the only dialogue you get yeah. in that part. And there's a handshake, and he says, and Rocky says, So long, kid. Yeah. still hard still yeah. cool as a cucumber yeah and the, we pan over to the electric chair which we don't see it's just a silhouette yeah such a good choice oh
4: because your imagination has gone wild separation
1: this of this world and the next though yeah yeah and yeah. the shadow and the shadow could be like you know the shadows of life it could be like we talked about ghosts for some reason earlier we did yeah. but the idea about the shadow creatures the demons or whatever mm. it is like the, the idea of shadow as that the absence of light is darkness darkness moral darkness yada 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 yeah uh and then we go back to Rocky. After the shadow of the letter chair, we go back to Rocky's face. It's a close up and he is hard. Yeah, He is not. So to the audience, we're going, he ain't giving it up. No. He's going, to the, he's going rebellious this, to the chair. Yeah. This
3: is the bit I meant with yeah. the shadows on his face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, powerful, yeah. powerful, powerful. I yeah, even went, oh, whoa, yeah. when it yeah, came yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And then he begs, but it's just the silhouette. Yeah. So we never get to see him beg. It, but not really hands the, holding on we the, see his hands we don't to see him back really got me was yeah. the, like
3: radiator grab yeah was mm-hmm. just as hand as, this was intense
1: it's interesting we don't get to see it the car- sort of in a sense and for a moment we're kind of like the dead end kids but the thing
4: is this is what i'm saying i mean as a child when i watched this did he really plead for his life you know or did he do it for his friend You know, most people, when they come to the very, 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 very end, until you're at that very end, you don't know how you're going to react.
1: Well, there's that poem by, is it Dylan Thomas? Rage, rage against 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 the dying dying of of a light? light. Yeah. There's, There's... there's no um, your instinct is to survive, isn't it? There's no integrity or decorum in death. It no. Is the theory of this poem? Yeah. you scratch, new claw for every moment every, you get. Yeah. And I can, yeah, yeah. I kind of subscribe to that. Yeah, yeah. Don't go. Do not go softly into that good night. No. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and so Rocky's execution was shot at Sing Sing Correctional Facility. Uh, The death house featured in the film was designed by the state architect Louis Pilcher. It went to the service in February 1922. The building is still at Sing Sing. On Google Earth, if you zoom in on the prison, look at the southwest corner by the river, the building with two wings and a diamond-shaped structure is in the middle by the – that's the infamous death house. So they shot this in a legit execution Well, if it's there, use it. (laughs) Yes. For years, viewers have wondered if Rocky really turns yellow as he's being strapped into a chair, if he's faking it to keep his promise to Jerry. Cagney later says, uh, in looking at the film, it's virtually impossible to say which course Rocky took. Exactly. Which is just the way I wanted it. I wanted to play the role of deliberate ambiguity so the spectators can form their own opinions. It seems to me it works out fine in either case. I'm going to say all due respect, Mr. Cagney. It's got nothing to do with your performance. It's got everything to do with the way it shot. Yeah. Everything to do with the way it's shot yeah, because yeah. I can't see. Well, yeah, All yeah, I get, it, I hear it, and I see the shadow. Exactly. Yeah. So the last shot I get of him is defiantly going into a chair. Yeah. So interesting thing is Rocky faking. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Although I don't think he's as cool as he comes off. No. I think because when he asked for Jerry to come with him, I think there's there's something in that. Yeah, there's fear there. But I think it is a performance. Yeah. I think he's doing Jerry a solid on the way out. That's how I saw it when I first watched it. Yeah. And that's
4: how I see it now. But the I can see the ambiguity of it. So, so we I both didn't
3: even consider that option until you said it.
1: Well, that he's faking.
3: Yeah. So oh,
1: we both say yes he's faking. Yeah. Ellie quite clearly is saying she's a maybe. <laughs> 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 no, she's she's saying no he's not faking. Georgia, what's your take on it?
2: I I don't know. I'm left undecided, and I think that's okay as well.
1: Yeah, it's like fine. Anything Almost anyone, you, yeah, you have to choose. Maybe we should put yeah, it to a Yeah, yeah, no, I'm... What, for the one person who's seen it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um.
1: Even if we get more than five, six, seven downloads on this, I'll be chuffed. I think you have set (laughs) our. I think you have established a new low water (laughs) mark for listenership for an episode. Anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's listening to to us today, is doing it because they're a fan of the pod. (laughs) Because they're going, oh. They're doing we angels with you. dirty faces. I think you might be surprised.
2: Oh, my favorite film. If you've
1: made it this far, I think. If, the, if you've made it this far, and you're listening still. My buzzword is lemongrass. So if you tweet me with the word lemongrass, lemongrass yeah. I know you actually listen to the episode. So tweet <laughs> us it. with the word lemongrass.
4: I think people's interest um, will be tweaked because of the Home Alone reference.
1: Oh, I think going to get all pretty quick. Doing? Oh, I think so.
3: Um, I think that uh, on the plus side, it's quite a niche thing to review. It is. So. The mate, we're probably the only film podcast out there reviewing this. Film. There,
1: there's a chance of that because it might be the things like it's um, a great story, Amelie or Dragon Tattoo, where like we see yeah, where Ur-Bruge. we are kind of off the beaten path. And there's some people who yeah. might actually just go looking for that one thing if they've watched it or if they're doing, yeah, there's a chance. Hey, my favorite romantic comedy film,
2: students perhaps a film,
1: maybe <laughs> you know that surprised you. It did, so it did the are. crow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um. Rocky dies a coward. It says in the paper, Rocky dies yellow. But that has I'm to... like, is the paper really going to report on on this with such like lowbrow language? Well, no, but that's more for the, the audience, isn't it? And for the... We have to find a reason why the kids would know.
4: Because they mentioned yellow and they kept yep. saying yellow. Yellow what became really... a thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Father Jerry comes down to the hideout and Bim asks uh, for Father Connolly to give his testimony and then Soapy asks explicitly, did it do?" And he says... Yeah, he really died just the way they said. Yeah. To which point, is Father Jerry lying? He is.
2: But Father Jerry doesn't know whether he actually went like that or if he did it for him.
1: And I didn't mention Pat O'Brien. Great job. There's a single tear dropping down his cheek. Not when he's being slabbed into it, but I think it's because he gives him what he's asking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yields on the way out. Yeah. And he says, as he leads the boys upstairs, let's go say a prayer for a boy who couldn't run as fast as I could. Oh,
4: that that choked me. It's a great last line.
1: And there's some choral music as the boys leave the high. And that's your last shot. And we stay in the shot and we see them leave and we stay in the room. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was the film. Because of the controversy over gangster films, this picture was banned outright in Denmark, China, Poland, Finland, parts of Switzerland, and parts of Canada. Wow. I know. Ooh. so maybe we're not maybe i can't go back in the country now i don't know such a high well, i can't d- anyway for all.
4: while so maybe we're not gonna have such a high <laughs> download this week with um the swiss
1: may well, it will be interesting to see how <laughs> swiss do with this if if they leave next week i know remember, lemongrass i know we're leave for this. <laughs> lemongrass. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why i thought lemongrass strange yeah, thing that's good um so um this, other uh, tidbit. This was the first of three movies Cagney made with Humphrey Bogart. I'm really hoping that mm. they got better for for Bogart, not I, for the I film. Didn't, I didn't like Bogart in this. I thought Bogey was weak. Yep. Um. This was the sixth of nine films.
2: Call him Bogey. Yeah. yeah Bogie
1: is a bogey is a term as bogey well. Yeah. Is a, yeah. Yeah. They
2: that's called
4: funny. him. That was his nickname. Yeah.
1: So this was also the sixth of nine films that James Cagney and Pat O'Brien made together because that's back in the days of the studio system. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. like, it was like sports teams. You signed with a studio and I'm you made films funny, for them.
4: But these were a good pairing.
1: I really like those two as, yeah. a, as a unit. Yeah, I do. Talk about the best ofs next year. I, I could see myself thinking about these two. Yeah, me too. I could. Yeah. For best duo. Uh, so The Money. Uh, the film premiered in uh, 1938. Uh, yeah. It was November 1938. The Majestic Theater, not Woo! the not the one in King's Land, nice. but in Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Good place for a movie about monsters. It, it is, yeah. Uh, Angels with Dirty Faces grossed $1.7 million from the box wow. office. And it said to have been a financial success. And they said that it basically made... Um, Michael Curtis, uh, you know, profitable for Warner Brothers or else they would have lost a lot of money that year, which shows the benefit that one film can do if you have one hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's considered by some to be one of the best films of all time and is widely regarded as a defining moment in Cagney's career. At the 11th Academy Award, the film was nominated in three categories. It was nominated for Best Actor, Best Director, and Best Story. I don't believe it wins any of them, but it was shortlisted Uh, by the AFI in 2008 and voted 67th on a list of the top 100 best film noirs of all time by Slant Magazine. Not exactly a a magazine I'm familiar with. Slant. It's not not Empire Magazine, is it? No, it's not. (laughs) So that is what we have for that. So, um, I mean, the usual sort of stuff. So let's go ahead and cue this up because... We're in the endgame now. And we are in the endgame now. So uh, let's talk a little bit about... uh, I mean, whose story is it? It's both of them.
3: It's Rocky's story.
1: Oh. I'm going to really make a a play for Father Jerry because he said to live, he can tell me he's a man who's living with the guilt of being the faster one. Yeah. And what his success meant for someone else. And here's the question. He, in saving himself doomed jerry to his sorry doomed rocky Rocky, to his life yeah and so now the biggest and now the biggest thing he's doing is trying to stop because because if he causes here's the thing if he causes rocky's life to be the way it is and then rocky causes these kids to fall then indirectly does father jerry cause all of this yeah
4: it's like and he
1: has to live with this and he's not nearly as effective as rocky is out of either no no, I can't sit there and tell you it's not Rocky's story either, but it's just—I think it's both. It's really cleverly woven. It is very cleverly woven. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, Ellie, did you say you you changed your mind? Yeah. Okay. Jerry's uh, story. Georgia, any thoughts?
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's probably more so Jerry's than Rocky's, but it's it's a no, it's a split definitely. It's but I think split, there's definitely there. something in the fact that if if Jerry hadn't have gotten over the fence and survived, and Rocky hadn't, then I mean, there's there's I a mean, very different story, and Jerry feels like because he's ruined one boy's life, as it were, yeah. he now needs to do everything he can to save
4: Yeah, but then his again, other ones,
2: including sending down the boy that was his friend.
4: Uh-huh. Are we just people from day one? You know, are we just that person from day one? Oh, this his
1: nature versus nurture again. You
4: know, because at the end of the day, it was Rocky that was going, let's break into this, let's do this. So would he yeah. have still gone that same path? Even if he hadn't got caught.
1: Maybe, but he would have been free I of the... He, so. But but, but Jerry would have been free of the guilt. Yeah. Because Jerry keeps saying... So in Jerry's mind, he goes down this path just because he couldn't run as fast as I could. Yeah. And that's the reason that happened. Now, it would be a bad egg, but it wouldn't be my fault. Yeah. I think right now he feels it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think
3: it was never Jerry's fault, and I think Rocky would have...
1: Rocky would have been... Oh, Rocky would have... Rocky would have ended up the next a, yeah, day or yeah. something in a problem. Yeah, yeah of course yeah, he would have. yeah, yeah. yeah uh i think jerry's is a really i think jerry's the story i prefer same i think he's much more i mean we're we're we're, the story's framed around rocky because rocky's the mobster and he comes out of prison and all this sort of stuff like he's interesting narrative wise i mean if it's jerry jeremy jerry story we're we're, we're not sitting there just watching him be a priest for 20 years and before he shows up i mean i
3: would have quite liked to see how he became a priest
1: yeah i mean it get both of their stories i mean I, you know i guess you could have had a cross cut where we could have had things going wrong in, in that montage If everything's yeah, going yeah, wrong yeah. for rocky we could have had things going right for jerry and then showing the splintering a little bit yeah, yeah. that could have been interesting but they also wanted me to care about the law I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces in this one because that's the lawyer who screws them yeah, yeah more time could have been given to that i'm not sure i needed mac no that was know. too much in the mix. It felt that it definitely didn't need well, I don't think I needed, needed Laurie. No. On that note, roll of women.
4: Not good. Terrible. It's poor. Very poor. But that's a reflection of his time.
3: It yeah, is. It is. It is. You know. But it's it's just kind of a shame that the one woman that was in the film didn't as you're saying, you didn't need her. You could have mm-hmm. just taken her out. Like yeah. it wasn't yeah. like there was this big love story going and, you know, at the end they got together and you know, even that kind of twee thing that lots of old films do where she's just there for the love interest and that's it. She, You didn't even have that. And no, it wasn't like... No. She was I just, didn't see the chemistry between them at all. Her oh, right, in I'll her own it. right. It was, it was just there for like a little bit of a like, oh, you were the boy that picked on me. Oh, yeah. now I'm going to do the same to you. And oh, now I'm going to beg for your life, even though we haven't actually got together. Like, it d- d- No.
4: I'd have been happy just to see her at the beginning and see her at the hotel or the rooms, whatever it was, 15 years later doing the same back to him. And then that's it. You know, yeah? that would that, have been done for me because I didn't, I didn't warrant anything else. Because I didn't go anywhere. I
3: would it. still have been wondering when she was going to show up again.
4: Well, maybe.
3: But I I needn't have done with any of the rest of the stuff where no. she stitch up again because it was completely pointless.
4: But like I said, there was no chemistry between them. But
1: you know, no. no. Um, favorite character, <sighs> Jerry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
4: Pat O'Brien was brilliant in
1: this. Yeah,
4: I l- I love James Cagney. Don't get me wrong, and he has that image from way back when as being this gangster typecast, which he didn't want, but he was.
1: Oh, he was so a gangster in this whole movie he him was. going i don't want to be cast as this guy you were yeah, cast as this yeah, guy exactly again. you tell yourself whatever you need to do to go to sleep at yeah, night but you yeah, played yeah, the same yeah. character of again of course he did but <laughs>
4: but jerry pat o'brien phenomenal in this movie all right for me
3: uh ellie um probably rocky but not really
2: too fussed about anyone to be honest all
1: right georgia
2: I like the compute confused grocery shop owner on the
1: Most <laughs> 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 nice cameo. I would
2: like to change my answer again.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, Liam, are you going to guess mine? I'm going to say Jerry too. Yeah, it's Father Jerry by yeah, a landslide. Yeah, yeah. He's the most, and he played it so, so low. Yeah. Everything was really calm. Yeah, everything was really quiet in a film where I we didn't talk about this much, but like that typical like nineteen thirties rat tat 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 kind of delivery. Yeah, oh, it yeah, got yeah, so yeah. tiresome, and that's just because we we don't live in that time, and yeah, so it's exactly. different, and that's fine. Yeah, but man, I, and I really appreciate Jerry just from a line delivery point of view as well, because it felt at times that they were just like, especially with scenes where Rocky is opposite. Um, Rocky's opposite the Dead End Kids. Yeah. Oh my word! Or little Rocky and little Jerry as kids. I was like, just slow. could you just slow down, please. And if you notice,
4: um, Jerry is quite a nervous-y type kid at the beginning. Yep. And then you see him become more stoic. He's centered. Yeah. He's grounded. Yeah. He's more grounded yeah. in in where he, where he is yeah. in all that chaos. Yeah, and no I point. think I think um, Rocky feeds off that. That yeah. gives him a bit of a. So that's his that's his link to
1: humanity and i think he likes rocky being back because it makes him feel alive and like he was when he was a youth yeah. not that he wants to go out and do the bad things but he likes telling the stories about of how he's the bad things yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's there's nostalgia for both of them in yeah. this moment but yeah definitely i thought pat o'brien who i really he's the one name i didn't know coming in and mm. i walked away going this guy rocks yeah, yeah i, I really liked his performance in this i do he is to me. Well, he's, I was going to say he is to me what Chris Pine was last. week. I don't think he carries the movie. He's <laughs> don't, I don't think he has to carry the movie, but he's fantastic at no, this though. But he helps cross it a line. Oh, jeez, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so good. Um, so next up would be our response for uh, best moment or best element of the film.
4: <sighs> My best moment is the end. Yeah, because you don't know. Is he? Has he? Is he crying for his own life? Is he just doing it for his for his mate? I believe he did it for his mate. Yeah. But then, the more you think about it, that last moment of your life, rage, rage against the dying of the light, as you said, yeah, you know you don't know until you're there.
1: you don't you don't we, it's that old adage, I think I was watching it on the boys or something. It could be something else, but we all want to think of people who'd run into the burning building, or yeah. we all want to think we'd be the ones who would look exactly. at death and be you know deal with dignity, yeah. and you don't know, I think no, until you get there, you don't, you don't know. And that's okay. And yeah, that's okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're human. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ellie.
3: And I think the most powerful moment was definitely the death scene with the kind of the hand against the radiator in particular. Mm. It made me feel really uncomfortable. And it was the only moment in the whole film where I kind of felt a real sort of emotion towards anything. And that was, But that was an emotion of discomfort. Um, my favorite kind of fun moment was when Jerry punched that guy in the face in the casino.
1: Same. <laughs> you don't expect that from a priest oh not the casino in the pool hall oh yeah the pool hall yeah
3: well I thought it was a casino at the time
1: no no it's just, Whatever just it a was. pool hall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, that's okay I get what you're saying yeah. the
3: fun house
1: yeah when when, 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 yeah when
3: when he says are you trying to call into heaven or something and yeah. he just decks him
1: and he shows him, he shows him the right hand of the father <laughs> <laughs> it shows
4: a callback to his early days though doesn't it do you know what I mean yeah so you know, he's still. Got the a idea, of, I like
1: the idea that priest doesn't mean yeah. you're a pushover. No, exactly. Doesn't yeah. mean you're a target for abuse, and I'm supposed to turn the other cheek and all that yeah. stuff. But mm. I was like, no, I'm okay with that, because he was a dead end kid. Definitely. Once. Yeah, Georgia. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I liked. Uh, like both. Both bits mentioned are probably my two favorite bits of the
1: film.
2: Right. <laughs> so yeah, but the, especially the cinematography and the way that last last scene is shot is very nice.
1: Okay. Uh, since you guys all basically just said the same thing, I'm going to steal all your chances. No, <laughs> I will say this on a total side note. I love that. This was a movie in the golden age of making movies, yeah. which was like, you want to put 200 people in there's 200 people in this scene and it's one long take and we're all going to do Amazing. it again. Amazing. There's some moments that are just like, this is a movie. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, I agree with the whole end scene, which was powerful. I'm going to choose mine then being a scene we already talked about, but a scene I still really, really liked, which was the scene where they both kind of acknowledge, I'm coming for you and I'm coming for you. And the idea of it, this is... We've split apart and we've tried to reconcile, but we knew we were coming to this point. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you too. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) But off we go. Yeah. So that would be that for me. It just... And I'll say this, I didn't think there was any chemistry between uh, James Cagney and the girl who played Laurie, no, no. but I think James Cagney and Pat O'Brien, if this is the sixth that are nine, you can see it. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. absolutely see they these are so people who worked off each other. They so were well. so good as a duo. Yeah, with yeah, this. yeah. Yeah. Um, so then it's got to a grumble, a grumble, a grumble. Uh, Liam, why don't you start us off?
4: Um, the beginning, uh, when he goes down to Laurie and he raises his hand to her. Okay. Yeah. He didn't slap her. <laughs> but he raised his hand to her. Yeah? And he did. And that he didn't. And that, I've
3: rewatched it on mute while we were on the podcast. Oh, did you really?
4: He <laughs> no. didn't slap her around the face. He
1: did not slap does he, her. Does he does he slap her in the face?
3: I think he does. No,
1: he doesn't. But well, you said you rewatched it. Which one is this? I did. Is this yes or no? I did. Well, with,
3: it's, the thing is, it's like that kind of hat. staged it's that staged slap thing where he doesn't actually slap her. So like, it's hand. like he kind of comes past her face or whatever. Okay, but, like, but a... We're supposed to believe it at one point okay. and he's going like this, like he's proper ready to
4: backhand. He's ready to, but he doesn't.
3: He, do... Okay. Well, you rewatch it as will, well. Will, I have will, rewatched we, will, it will, and I'm still yeah. convinced yeah. that the uh, intention will... of the filming is that he was supposed to be slapping her. Okay. Okay. Although definitely. That would, would make sense when she slaps, slaps him back.
1: It
4: does, but it didn't because I can remember watching it at the time thinking, please don't slap her. Please don't slap her. And he didn't.
1: We will take a look. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm officially pulling rank here and saying, we will take a look, in <laughs> your corners, and we'll it's declare... Still my, it's still my grumble,
4: because I don't like the fact that there's the threat of him to slap her. Okay. I don't like violence on women. So, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Ellie.
3: My grumble, this is, yeah? Yes. Um, so the the opening scene, before he even gets to the slapping her point, which, by the way, he definitely did. Didn't. Um. I couldn't understand what they were saying. So I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a really bad film if I can't understand any of the dialogue. <laughs> um, so really, really didn't like that. Um, it was literally only a problem for, like, the first minute and then never had a problem with it As again for kids. the whole of the rest of the I film. I think the kid
1: versions of them were the worst. Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. They kind of mumbled the Maybe that's through. it, yeah. Yeah.
3: But yeah, really, really difficult to understand. Couldn't tell at all. Um, and then just generally, the i find it really difficult to compare this kind of film to the other kind of films that we watch and i didn't hate it at all um and for its time it was probably really really good but having aged it's really really difficult to compare this to oh,
1: okay
3: the other stuff. Got to watch-
1: I'll, I'll be honest i haven't had any problems with this no I- I'm, I'm i'm quite okay with it i'm like all right it's it's a good it's movie just... what about what about you, Georgia? Oh, hang, on, hang on, I don't think I'll least finish your thought. Oh, sorry.
3: Well, no, that's, I mean, that is kind of it. it. Just, it's, to me, it's not a really good movie, but the re- main reason for it not being a really good movie is the fact that it's so old and then you don't get those kind of, you know, amazing special effects. And, you know, writing has come on, cinematography has come on, the music has come on. Like, the music is great, but it's not anything compared to what, you know, John Williams does, for example. It's, it's just so difficult to, I, like the, no I like the cinematography in this. Oh, I I'm
1: going to I'm I'm 100% yeah. challenge that part. Uh, the special effects, days. I mean, it's early. Yeah. Uh, I, guess it depends, I guess it depends on how much you're willing to suspend your disbelief with, with a dated movie. Are you able to kind of shake it off and go, I'm just going to kind of dive into this? And maybe it's easier for some people than, than others. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the fact that we're older and we've seen a greater range of films. Uh, throughout. We've seen, we remember movies back before special effects were great. Remember Ellie is the one who said we're special effects rodents of unusual size. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it is a deal breaker. Bloody
3: terrible. It is, it is a <laughs> deal
1: breaker. We, we're we aware of this. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's that. And that's alright. But the story is so good. Well, you know me, I'm story above all, right? Yeah. Georgia.
2: Um, I would agree that the overall story is good. I would argue my grumble would be that it's probably not told very well. I think there's moments in this throughout this script that are too lengthy and there's moments that are too short and some things are underdeveloped and some people some things you like I get it he's in prison like it's it's just a bit of a mismatch of a of things that are overtold to you and things that are undertold and it just feels like there are some places where it could have been fleshed out more and some places where I could have done without 2 minutes of the scene.
1: Okay. Uh if it's me. Yeah. My grumble on this one is the character of Lori is not necessary. Yeah. And takes up story time that could have gone other places. Absolutely. And I'm not trying to sit here going, I want a film with no women of merit in it. But it's better than this. She's
3: not a woman of merit. No, No. it's better than
1: this. Like we talked about usual suspects and we talked about, we said, you know, it's really, there's no women really of merit in it. But, but it would, it would, it would be, you don't want to artificially force it. And this. I must say because I don't think they cared about representation much at this time. I just they thought it would be a good idea. They didn't care about representation about anybody. No, this time. but exactly. But 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 I think this was. You know what I mean? Like she's not necessary. She doesn't no. do anything, and then she shows up to the. I mean, she begs for as I don't know what. Yeah. No. 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 I'm. I'm. She just got in the way. Yeah. I thought I thought the more interesting story was him and the dead and the dead end kids. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have a favorite dead end kid? Because I I really liked Bim. Bim. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't even know what their names were.
1: Bim was the one who was a little bit more thuggish, thuggish and yeah. had like this like weird little like hat on the back yeah, of his yeah, head.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, that was just me. I just I made a note. I went, I really liked this one kid above He's, all the others. He
4: stood out more. Yeah. Even though Soapy
1: was, the... I thought Soapy was weak. Yeah. Soapy reminded me Georgia and Ellie of uh who's the kid with the crutch in newsies crutchy is it crutchy who's just like <laughs> like, like like the cops he's like throwing papers in the air <laughs> like he reminded me of that guy i'm like how's this guy have a leader he just seems like he's a dork yeah whereas bim i'm like this guy's like oh bim's the one who had the cigar in his mouth when he's playing pool he's the guy who makes the shot yeah yeah yeah. he's proper hard he is yeah yeah, yeah. which why hit- i don't know why he was always getting beaten up by everybody yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway um on that note i'd say is this anybody's best role ever i haven't seen enough of anybody to have an answer on that Probably. No, I,
4: I haven't i haven't but pat Prime is really strong like pat o'brien i mean
1: i haven't seen anything else but no. i'm a hard time he man he really a big fan now yeah um so let's talk about the critics all i have in my notes is that it was released to positive reviews so um georgia what do you got for the critics
2: um, struggled on this. There isn't loads. No, um, there wouldn't be. What I have found is all positive. Um, anyone else seen its Rotten Tomato score? Yeah,
1: Liam brought it, have, yeah. brought it up when he brought it up last week.
2: 100%, yeah. 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 It's, only, it's only out of 22 reviews, though, so it's yeah, not, no.
1: it's reviews, though, so it's yeah, not no. The sample size isn't massive, huge but still, today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's 100%, which is impressive. Um, so, the ones I did find, I have found one from Empire Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, that says by ian nathan says uh, like any of james cagney's procession of classic gangster movies that rule out ruled the roost in the 30s you'll have to allow a fair amount of license for the predilications of the day which means to say that michael curtis who who went on to direct casablanca spreads the melodrama as thick as oh, marmalade whilst mm. the stilted rhythms of the corny dialogue and one-dimensional moralism are less old-fashioned and more from a different world entirely
1: yeah. yeah i mean it's yeah it's preachy and it's idealistic but that's the point also we haven't talked at all about the Hayes code which existed in remember we yeah, talked about this, in, in, we've got a couple that mentioned this. This. Oh, then, then go ahead.
2: yeah so a um reviewer for slant magazine which is the one we were talking hey, about earlier, slant yeah. magazine. But, um, <laughs> it says uh angels with dirty faces bene- benefits from the production codes because it forces the gangster film to acknowledge its nihilism which i would agree with yeah I don't think this film was anywhere near as good if they don't have this ending that they do.
1: Yeah and you he doesn't that. get yeah. his justice. Well and, and that all of this um, was 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 pointless and meaningless. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Um another one uh quickly uh Stephen D. Gradenus from Decent Films Guide, so basically what we do but on a website I think.
0: Okay.
2: Um it says Rocky Sullivan is riveting. His movements are quick and vital his speech like machine gun fire, his demeanor sharp and confident. He is all attitude and style. Like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, right, but yeah. one that I did find from the time um, of a review from Variety, which I believe was written when this came out, I think.
0: Okay.
2: Um, but I couldn't couldn't confirm it, but I think it was. Uh, just is another typical dead-end kid's picture, but with a single exception that it has James Cagney and Pat O'Brien to bolster the dramatic interest.
0: Mm.
2: And that was pretty much all they said. Okay. So, yeah, that's all my reviews. But everyone seems to have... Uh, Positive, Seems yeah. to be quite well...
0: More quite resounding. well
2: held in regard yeah yeah i'd just like to let you
3: know that uh sophie's choice was it does qualify for best film ever oh
1: i'm sure meryl it does Street well because she, 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 she wins best actress yeah 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 like it's considered one of the greatest acting jobs of all time so yeah but sophie's choice we'll see so i have, I have not to seen it that at some either. point for
3: best film ever oh,
1: <sighs> i love me some meryl Sturt. Well, I kind of do <sighs> yeah that was Prada. let's watch that <laughs> she is i'm more for that
3: She's one of the actresses that has continued throughout her career to have a career.
1: Oh, if we did like a roundtable on her, it's so many movies.
3: Exactly. That there knows. aren't oh. that many actresses that have got a massive. Oh, massive I agree.
1: I agree. It's just people yeah. say like Film you should do Michael Caine. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many yeah. like Robin Williams and Leo feel like, you know, like you could almost see all the good ones. Yeah. Like Meryl Streep, you like, where do you start? Um. And they're all like three hour epics, <laughs> except for you know, Devil Prada.
3: And there are some bad ones as well, but she's, you yeah. know, she's still. Go- well, I don't know what. I don't know how old she is now, but she's still going, and she's still getting these fabulous, fabulous roles as an old woman in film. I and mean, mm. I think that's really, really credible.
1: Yeah, was- I mean, Mamma Mia. I mean, you, you've, you've hit it there. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again for, <laughs> for a few minutes, anyway. Um, so. Yeah, uh all that's left to do now, well not all that's left to do, but next thing up is age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. And I have to abstain age. because I've seen I've seen a fact. This is gonna be hard. Well how old You've they were there. Oh Ugh. Yeah, I've seen something in when I was doing my research, so unfortunately I have okay. to bow out. So it's just Georgia cool. and Liam.
3: Okay. So Rocky. Uh I'm gonna go thirty six.
4: Quite young, yeah. I'm gonna say thirty eight.
3: Thirty nine. Oh nice job. Close. Yeah. Jerry.
4: Hey Jerry. Yo, Jerry. I'm gonna say slightly thirty
3: seven.
4: I'm gonna go slightly older. I'm gonna say forty.
3: He's also thirty nine. Oh! <laughs> Fraser.
4: Jim Fraser. Oh um Humphrey Bogart. Older. I'm gonna say forty
1: five.
2: Forty-seven. He's also
3: thirty-nine. Ooh. And that's okay, That's the fact. Of,
1: that's the fact. I knew. Now I can jump <laughs> wow, back in. Okay. They were all. If I can. I thought
3: it might be. That's why I, I actually changed my order up.
1: <laughs> if I can. Cagney was born on July seventeenth. Pat O'Brien November eleventh. And Humphrey Bogart December twenty-fifth. All in the same year. Wow. Yeah.
0: Incredible.
3: So um spoilers. The other two that I've got are not thirty-nine.
1: Okay. Here we go. So okay.
3: we're going to start with Laurie.
1: Oh, it's even worth playing. It's so easy now. We know they're not 39. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to guess not ah. 39. I'm going young. Hmm.
2: 28. Hmm.
1: 25. I'll go 29.
3: She is a mere twenty-three
1: years old. Wow. It in. Classic Hollywood. Yeah, yeah right. Jeez. Yeah. 39 yeah. and 23. Like always cast I've been waiting this for fifteen years. Oh, you ate love? Is that what happened? Yeah. Jeez. And was he supposed to be twenty-four when he went away? Yeah. <laughs> Go on.
2: And finally, Mac.
1: Oh. I don't even
2: remember what he looks
1: like. Mm. Um, you know who he looks dark. like? He looks like the 30. grandfather from Gilmore Girls. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh no! Okay. Are we not going to mention? I have
3: seen that, and I can't even remember what the grandfather. Are we not going to mention like?
1: the young John Candy? <laughs> yeah, there was a the guy at the casino who looked just like a young John Candy. I'm going to say that he looks like David Ogden Stiers, uh, Cogsworth slash all these other characters we've done in talking to Mickey. I'm going to say does he does
3: he... look a bit like the grandfather in
2: Gilmore.
4: He Girls? does.
1: I'm going to say he's 46. I'm going older. Yeah, um, 47. Georgia?
4: Georgia
2: have a guess, sorry. I said
1: 32. 32? Oh, wow. <laughs> I said 40. Yeah, I can't
2: remember what he looks like. <laughs> I said 45, and you said forty five. <laughs> <40.
1: laughs> okay.
2: He's 56. Wow. Ooh, when he
1: was older. Yeah. yeah. Quite a
3: bit older, yeah. Anything else?
1: Nope. Okay, so all that's left for us to do now, really, is give our ratings. There wasn't anybody from our own critics. who <laughs> I put the fleece up. No. Nobody got back to me. That's fair enough. So um, all that's left now is for our ratings. So our ratings. Liam, where do you have this? I'm going to give this a strong
4: eight Hail Marys. <laughs> from, okay. Eight from, Hail Marys? From, from, from Pat O'Brien, Jerry. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, I love this movie,
2: Ellie. So I am
3: going to give it a not so strong five.
1: Wow! Whoa. I didn't see that coming. So hang on, Griff. Really? This is this is really wow.
4: Yeah, five. Yeah. Wow. Think of how Sin- early this film is, and the cinematography. I know, in this movie I know, the, the cinematography is and-
3: great. But yeah. as I have oh. said several times, it's really difficult to compare it, and we are called best film ever, and this is not the best film ever. But five. It's not I don't hate it. It's not the worst review. I I hated Grand
4: Budapest, and I gave that six.
3: (laughs) Well then you need to adjust your ratings, Liam. Like I have given films threes and four four and a half. This is not that five of this.
1: Five of this. Five of this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia.
2: Um I'm a bit scared to give mine now. I was gonna say six and a half. Six and a half is good okay six and a half is apparently allowed i'm all right then um, <laughs> for story so, alone yeah, no, it's I, I i like the story i don't think it's very well told and i don't think it's perfectly scripted i do like the story i do like the cinematography and i do like the effects that they have managed to achieve at the time
1: yeah All right, so I will go last here. I'm interested. I will allow myself a caveat here, if I can, without getting emotional. I will sit here and go. Um, Films today are able to do more than films were able to do back then, but it doesn't mean that it makes films today better by default, based on what it was. There's a lot of films today that splash a lot of CGI and special effects and fall under the premise of I think is the most important element of a film, which is story. Avatar. And characterization.
0: Rubbish.
1: So as a result, um, I went with eight and a half, what do you do, what do you say is uh, out of ten. Nice. Uh I think, and I really was was quite unsure about how I was gonna feel about this movie, especially early on when I was like, oh, yeah. they're gonna speak in the speed the whole time. Um I like films that give me two choices. and I like films that sort of show me how the actions you have, whether big or small, have consequences. And then I saw two people wrestling with who they are and what it means to be who they are versus who they want to be versus how they want to be seen versus their legacy. Mm -hmm. And both men are obsessed with their legacy, whether it's um, Rocky and the idea of being hard and showing that side to everybody, or if it's Jerry and the idea about I have to do good and I need to save these boys and that is what I'm here for and I can't have this go the wrong way and yet these two polar opposites almost like magnets being both attracted to each other and repelling each other simultaneously I thought that was really well done. And that final, that final 10 minutes of the film, there's a, there's some things I have some serious problems with in this film, but that final 10 minutes is nothing short of a masterpiece. From the time that we start in the, in the prison all the way to the end, this film and that last scene, even down in the basement and they walk upstairs. This is a film that gets it absolutely no perfect. And I always say the hardest part is knowing how to get out of this film. This film nails it. Absolutely. So eight and a half is very much my statement on that.
4: And what people don't seem to realize as well is, Rocky gives up so much more and asked for so much more from Jerry than what he ever asked from Jerry, and what Jerry gives up through this whole film.
1: I know. Sorry, can you give me can, can never go of that? I'm not quite okay, sure. I got it. Okay.
4: Okay. So, so, Rocky sacrifices more. Yes. In during the film for Jerry than what Jerry sacrifices
1: for Rocky. Me, Rocky's a bit of a selfless thing for himself because he goes down multiple times and yeah. saves the other person. Yeah. yeah. Especially if we consider it if we go the guy is that Rocky's the one who saves Jerry on the train. Yeah. Rocky pushes him up and out of the way and puts himself in the way of the train to do that. Yeah. And then we see him going away rather than Jerry and we see him going away rather than uh Fraser. Yeah. And all those things are so there's a selfless element to it and the question is then here's an interesting question, you know, who's the more moralistic man? Is it Jerry who does it because he believes that God is his purpose is God and making God happy and fulfilling God's work on Earth, or is the man who's still good despite not believing in God and therefore does the right thing because it's right and it's how you should treat people and put yourself less, not because you're going to be rewarded in heaven, yeah. but because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And 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 there's there's an interesting question there, but this film I think forces you to sort of look at, absolutely. Not, I mean, I quite would answer, but no, it forces no, no, you to no, look no. at and absolutely. consider it. So I like films that give me those moral quandaries. Yeah, same. that's kind of my 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 thing. I'm, yeah. uh, that's just where I am at. So. Uh, the one thing that does remain now is we have to talk about what we are doing next week. Exciting. I'm very excited about this film. Oh, cool. If you're excited, I'm excited. Especially because we have a guest next week. Ooh. He said he would come back. Uh, We were talking. It almost feels like it's a reward for winning the league. It's not. Alex from Main Street Finance has been penciled in for next week for about six months. Nice. Six months he's been penciled in. We will get to actually have a chance for him to sort of uh, proclaim his victory in person. Yeah. And it's a shame it's not Christmas, because why are we always talking at Christmas? Tom Hanks, Leo DiCaprio, Oh, Catch Me If You you Can, can. next week. Yes. A film I'm very excited about. Me too. So... Uh, in the stage where I'm not sure Leo's a act. We said before, like where does Leo stop being a movie star and where does he start being an actor? I think he's still a movie star at this point. Yeah, definitely. But is. I think he he got himself in the room with some great actors, and the transfer starts to happen around now.
4: Frank Abagnale, is that
1: right? Frank Abignale. Abagnale, Agnale, is it? Yeah, it's spelled I, it's Abagnale. Abagnale. Wait, what? It's
3: pronounced Abagnale.
4: Is it Ab- Abagnale Junior? Yeah.
1: Was yeah. oh, it Abagnale? Oh, Abagnale? Yeah, it's Abagnale? Abagnale. Yeah, Abagnale. Abagnale. Yeah. Well, you know. Grace on. I I
4: forgot. I can't wait. (laughs) It's better to correct now
1: than later. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to seeing this again. Yeah, I haven't seen this in forever. I haven't. George, have you ever seen Catch Me If You Can? Because you're the one person who's not reacted.
2: I have not seen it.
4: Oh, okay. Oh,
1: cool. I really like this one, but that's, you know, that's just, how i feel me too um but you know no i think it's a i think it's a good film uh, there's a few coming up in the next few weeks that i'm really 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 excited but on that note i have not hit we have a special episode dropping friday as well Ooh, we are dropping see it or skip it on Tenet. yay so we had a boys night we did boys where we talked about with the people who could get around to seeing a film like literally that day we're just like okay if you can watch it we're gonna turn the mics on we're gonna talk about it and so if you want to know what we thought about Tenet, so we did something that was a bit old uh-huh. And could be confusing. And let's do something new uh, could that's be. definitely confusing. i about the old oh, one, oh, okay, Angels yeah, with yeah. Dirty Faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Tenet, which is new, and you 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 might need our review to help you get your way through it. The yeah. first 32 minutes, I think it is, are spoiler free. After that, is spoilers. We give you lots of notice and big bold type on the episode note, and that drops Friday. So that is that. Yeah. So I'm excited though about Leo DiCaprio. I'm excited to meet Alex again from Main Street Finance. Yep. And uh, we will we can each in turn fifth through second doff our cap to the victor of the league. We could we should make like Russ from Nick and Russ and Defining Disney, and we should get that song from that movie remind them they were in a fantasy football league with us, and then they should all have to send in messages of congratulations for Alex. So uh, that's about it. So all that's left for us to do now is say goodbye. So please join us next week when we tackle the Steven Spielberg. I guess our first Spielberg film. Yes I think it is Yeah 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 The Steven Spielberg And Tom Hanks Is like fourth or fifth film At this yeah, point Of course yeah. He's just gonna run away with us He is isn't he um, But please join us next week When we deal with The Tom Hanks Leo DiCaprio vehicle Catch me if you can Catch it when you can Yeah So For best film ever uh, Vinny And I've been Liam
2: oh, I've And I've been
1: Georgia. So, what do you do? What do you say? Well, hop on social media and let us know. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap.